to the morning sickness. It is 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, creepy, big dick Toledo, ready to go. Uh, after last night's huge, as I'm reading now, baboon that attacked the city. A baboon was uh, crushing. It happens. Phoenix last night, and if you were attacked by the baboon, I'm sorry. It's got to be really a rough morning for you. Uh, Pedro Gomez tweeted out last night that the reason the Diamondbacks and Rangers game was delayed because a baboon went through downtown and overloaded the grid, knocking out some lights. So What's he doing? He's a national guy you have now. have to be very careful. But yeah, and, well, he did fire he right back. He responded and said, uh, Haboob, damn autocorrect. And then all the PC word police people are like, why does your phone correct so quickly to a monkey? Why so quick? What are you saying most of the time? Hmm? Hmm, Roseanne? Why have you been texting baboon? Yeah, why, why is baboon so quick up on your text so often? All you do is talk about athletes. I see what's going on, Pedro Gomez. You're no longer allowed to work. We have to fire him. Crazy Arizona baboons, I tell you what. They're uh, they're everywhere. That was a good one last night. I didn't even know what happened. Was it predicted? No. That's what's great about 20, the weather. 28% yeah, my I had I had my, uh, I checked my little, uh, I saw the clouds build, and I checked my little AccuWeather. AccuWeather. 100% more accurate than not AccuWeather. And uh, like, oh, clouds, I looked, and it said, oh, it might rain a little bit in about 45 minutes. A little green line in my 120-minute precipitation circles. Oh, man, no video. Went to dinner with the boss man last night. We're sitting there, and everybody's having a nice meal. Everything's going fine. Lights in the restaurant go out. Didn't even know it was windy outside. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Waiter comes over, goes, that's ah, a little windy out there. I'm like, oh, okay. Go back out after dinner, and it's just wet. I'm like, oh, we got some rain. Driving home, and the cab drivers, or the uh, Lyft drivers from Jersey, they go, so this is what you'd call one of them hassoons? I'm like, no, it's a monsoon. But, yeah, I guess that this is seems pretty mild. And I like goes, hassoon. He goes, where were you an hour ago? I'm like, we were inside. He goes, mild? Okay. Get to Bethany home in the 51, and all the streetlights are laying in the road. I'm mean, like, the whole, the poles had been pulled out of the ground. I'm like, was it that bad? He goes, it was terrible. I'm like, oh, well, we had a nice steak and just sat through it the whole way. I didn't uh, I almost turned into Mary Poppins yesterday. I had an umbrella out yesterday. Yeah, I go out to the pool and the umbrella, and I'm trying to grab it, and it's pulling me. Yeah. I could feel the pull. I'm like, go with what it. the hell? Go with it. Like if the it's News a good 12 yeah. reporter? Yeah, she had a cheap umbrella. My umbrella evidently is pretty good, too, because it started getting windy again last night, and we got home, and I noticed that the recycling bin had tipped over, and a bunch of cardboard had blown out, and I'm like, ah. So I got the umbrella to walk around in it because it was, you know, raining. And it started to go, and I'm like, that would be, that'd be kind of fun if this thing just let loose. If I had to walk into the wind, and then I'd turn around and see. But I think my umbrella would bend. I would like to try that. I would like to Poppins up one time in one of these storms. I need to build the Poppins umbrella. Just strong enough. Lock it on your wrist and do one of them Cirque du Soleil oh, photos. It, it, it would work. You, you disconnect that base, yeah. you're oh, gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're done. <laughs> it would be fun, though. I saw the weird, weirdest thing a couple of weeks ago. It was an umbrella, and it was on Boy Street and Campbell, out front of the LGO. An umbrella was up about uh, 60, 70 feet in the air, upside down, just floating. Mm. And three cars stopped. We're all we're looking at it. it was was like, there a boy in it? Yeah, was there a small was looking for a line? Child. You know, it was a guy flying it. Just caught some uh, thermal wind or whatever, and it was upside Turned down. It over. That's interesting. Did you watch it go up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I thought, just... I thought it might have been a kite at first, or some guy had a deal on there. There was nothing behind it. Nobody was Back attached. behind those apartments, and then it dropped down over a couple hundred feet. It's weird because I uh, just got a, an alert, Amber Alert, of a young boy who was last seen on 40th Street in Campbell walking in the rain with his umbrella. If you know anything, please contact the authorities. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty weird if your kid just disappeared. <laughs> it turned out he just 
He poppinsed into the atmosphere and never came back. Yeah, it was crazy last night, evidently. I sat uh, through it inside Steak 44 with a lovely beverage. In a seafood tower. Getting a little warm. Had a steak. Having a nice night. Next thing you know, everybody's uh, whining and crying. I mean, we missed the whole thing. We were inside for the whole thing. Didn't and I got to say, whoever built Steak 44, great job. Your windows didn't make noise. There was no rustling. The only thing that happened, the lights went out for a few seconds, and everybody inside was like, what, what, what? That's all you heard, because it's a lot of wealthy people there. What, 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 what? My God. My God, what? Did we not pay the what? Like, no, everything's fine. Everyone calm down. Put your overbites away. We're fine. What, what? You can stop now. I don't know when I'm eating with the lights out. Please. What? Settle down. Then we just drank. Then they're Great. all fighting over the check. I said, mine, 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 yeah. mine. <laughs> no, mine, mine, please, me, please. That yeah, was great. Uh, so I you know, got out of the car and had no idea. And then I'm going to watch the news, and there's planes tipping over at Deer Valley Airport. There's people. There's a tree, a palm tree. I've never seen this. Lived here for 35 years. I've never seen it. They have video of a palm tree. You know, palm trees bend in the monsoon, snapped in half. It's about a 35-footer. Snapped Which in half. Never, so yeah. never happens. And that's like, whoa, that's crazy. So this was bigger than I than I knew. And if you're dealing with it this morning, I drove down 20th Street this morning through the neighborhood to get here. Tree after tree after tree down on the ground. So it was bigger than, than imagined. And yes, to the guy, the Hassoon. Is this what you call one of them Hassoons? I moved here. My sister lives here, and I'm uh, helping her out for a little while. So I'm driving at night. i never been one of these Hassoons. Is that what this is? Yeah, it's just the Hassoon. Is it, uh, it going to last forever? Is this forever now? No. Why are you asking me these questions? This is how it's going to be. Is this is how it's going to be forever. Is this, this is it, right? You better you guys, move. No recovery. Jersey's got none of this. Oh. It's all right. He didn't seem concerned, but he was, like, nervous that it was not going to end. How long did these last? I don't know. You get, like, an hour of storm, and then it just rains for a little bit. usually goes away. The lightning. The lightning. <laughs> We went out north and looked at the lightning the other day. It was amazing. We ain't got that in Jersey. Jersey people are always real quick to do comparisons. New York, New Jersey. Like, you know what I don't have in Jersey? Dirt like this. There's dirt everywhere. It's a desert. You move to the desert. Ain't never seen such a thing. Back in Jersey, we ain't got no desert. Yeah. Did you have schools? Because that's a stupid sentence. Thunder and lightning. All your trees out here are uh, sticks with the like little, uh, you know, like thorns sticking on the side of them. They're crazy in Jersey. We ain't got those. They're called cactus. Yeah, we ain't got those in Jersey. I grew up in Hoboken. Hello, Gambo. Hey, I, you, you listen to the Gambo. Everybody loves the Gambo. <laughs> Did you bring up uh, Bon Jovi or Bruce Springsteen? I should have. I should have just gone two, three, four and watched them go crazy. You a fan of the boss? We ain't got him in Jersey no more. Right now he's in Colorado. He travels. We follow. Yeah, so he was out here driving my Lyft. I like Lyft drivers that are trying to get to know people. I think that's... I just got this. I, I drive... They always tell you the reason they're driving has nothing to do with the fact that... Yeah, they that, have another business. Broke. Yeah, you know, I'm a millionaire. I've got... Uh, I, I run uh, water trucks uh, all around the area for uh, construction. I have 58,000 uh, water trucks. All of them are mine. Anyway, I just drive to meet folks. Oh, great. That's awesome. And also, uh, I had a horrible cocaine problem and threw it all away. But I'm not going to tell you all about that. Yeah, he's, he was one to be friends. I got no, I really don't got nobody. To, I got nothing to do at night. My sister works, so I just, uh, I drive now. Okay. Do you want to come in? Do you want to have a drink? Do you want to stay? Yes. What do you want? Some dinner? What do you want? 
I don't know. I guess I just want some companionship and friends. Well, let's get out of this as soon. Got to get out of this as soon. Get you dry. You got dogs? I like dogs. We ain't got dogs in Jersey. Yes, you do. Can I come into your house? We ain't got those in Jersey. We got lean-tos. No, you yeah. I've seen Jersey on TV. It's pretty much the same. We ain't got people in Jersey. Just hordes of aliens. People of Belmac. Doesn't happen on the shore. <laughs> Don't have, not on the shore. Got those people that they floated down here from uh, space from the umbrella people that Brady's been talking on. Let's go over to Gambo's house and watch him box. Uh, and then another thing yesterday I was laughing hysterically at because uh, I saw this thing on Alaska Airlines where they discriminated against uh, a couple because this this woman, and this will only happen with women, uh, they got on the plane in their separate seats and the lady complained that she didn't, like Megan would do, Megan doesn't like to fly without sitting next to me, she's a bad flyer. So they're separated, but their seats are separate. And she's asking everybody to ask, can you please move change. someone, please change so I can sit with my husband, please. And so nobody's willing to move, but this lady's getting to be a bit of a ruckus. So they wander over to these two gay guys, and they're like, why don't you two boys separate? You guys are men. You can handle this. We didn't know they were gay guys. And the gay guys are like, we're not separating. Screw you. She can sit in her single seat. But please, gay guys, separate. They didn't know. You go sit over there. You just, you know, you, you guys are just friends. You'll see each other in a couple hours. Separate. So they separated them, and then they threw this big fit that said... They separated gay men so two straight people could sit together. So now Alaska Airlines going to have a big lawsuit on their hands for being discriminatory against gay guys. <laughs> and, you know, only gay guys would throw a fit about that. If Eric and I or Brady and I were on a plane together and it's like, hey, will you guys mind sitting apart so this lady doesn't cry the whole flight? It's a three-and-a-half-hour flight. We can't have that. It's like, ah, see, it, see you in New York, Brady. I'm going to go sit in the other seat. I did it for uh, some – oh, I had a bulkhead seat to Hawaii. Beautiful. And this lady's like, I'm not going to sit with my – husband and he's got our young son since you're flying alone do you mind moving unbelievable i have to move from the where's your seat because it's in the back in this oh i got boy. this bag because of the pressure's on because everybody on every aisle hears her ask you it's like she's listening i'm like so if i could sit back and go, you know what no i'll watch your kid so it's a husband and they're looking at me like please my wife she's well you don't want to sit next to a kid he wasn't that old he was like eight or nine he was going to be fine he wasn't like a flip out kid she just wanted to sit with her so you had to trade in for a middle seat so i sat four rows back off the bulkhead which i had my feet up on the wall already off the bulkhead seats and i went back and sat in a regular tight aisle for a I thought five you're, hour miserable you're mr first class what do you know this was way back this was a long time ago that's why i'm first class now that doesn't happen in first class you're not allowed to go up and go can i have your chair can I have your seat? Look, booger hands. I paid top dollar for this, and uh, you're not allowed to move around in first You have first that spot. magic curtain that stops everyone. Yeah, everyone. The magic curtain works, too. Some guy who's going to go to the bathroom on the flight back from Vegas pokes his head through. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, you can use the bathroom. You better hurry. We're going to get mad. I'll allow it. We will kill you. Go ahead. A peasant will be using the facilities. All people grab their wet ones and wipe your hands immediately after. Boogerhan Disgusto is going to use our toilet. Crack me up, man. To Vegas. It's better. 45-minute flight. It's better. It has Jeez. nothing to do with the time in the flight. It has everything to do with the way you're treated. You get three drinks before the plane leaves the ground. Free. Okay. I mean, here you go. You want another one? Yeah. You're about to get hammered in Vegas. And I'm, all, I'm beating you to it. I've watched you at the airport in Vegas. <laughs> and he's staggering <laughs> on to the plane. 
Yeah, and when it's he gets great. off the plane, it's right to the liquor store. You get food. You, all your bags are covered for you. They're the first ones out. You don't have to wait for anything. It's phenomenal. That's the only way. And it's cheap. It's not even expensive. It's cheaper to fly first class on the shorter flights. It's great. It's I didn't know it on the uh, American even. On the, they have preferred seats now, which has more legs. Yeah, you give you a little bit bigger seats. They're better. Andrew. Mm. I didn't know that. Well, That's that was because nice. you have the car. And the my, my favorite part of first class is while people are boarding, the coach weirdos are boarding, and I always get the front <laughs> row. They stop them. You stop now. And they stand in that door, and they give me drinks. They serve you they while stop the, them they'll for stop your the drink. whole line. You know why? Yeah. Do you know why that line when you get on a plane is so long through that thing? It seems like it should just be flowing. First class. Oh, they're getting there. Because we get drinks. And it's priorities. Like, stop. You guys stop right well, now. Why fly in Southwest, John? Yeah, no. We don't nah, worry about that. it. Done with that. Broods. Good. Hold it's on. Busted. I got to get him a bag of nuts. Yeah. Nothing better than the Southwest flight. You mind switching seats with me? My wife just pants. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to go ahead and switch. That's good. Yeah, because I can't stand sitting next to that big old buttload of Free bags, John. 35 bucks for flying. Yeah, no, I like I like the big seats. I like not having anybody next to me. It's great. And it's 45 minutes of pure bliss rather than that guy for 45 minutes, which is intolerable. I love it. Try it out. It's cheap. The benefits of that credit card. It's glorious. Anyway, clean up your yards. The trees are everywhere. Uh, you probably got It's recycling day in my neighborhood, and every one of those bins was turned over. So uh, it's going to be cardboard everywhere. It's a mess. City's a mess. Somebody clean this mess up, please, immediately, and give us a wake-up song while you're at it. 585-9800. A good one. We'll start off this glorious, wet, gross, humid morning. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! We fight for the king of burgers. He's a British man. I know it there. Look at him. Well, if he's going to be gay, at least he'll be a man about it. <laughs> I can play those all day. I don't know why I enjoy that so much, but I do. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 617 in the morning sickness. And off we go. Uh, another uh, day in the books here. Let's get it out of the way. Not so bad right now, actually. A lot of people were walking around, which was surprising this morning. So I was walking in. Like, everybody takes advantage of it being 85. Go get that swampy exercise to start your day. Listen to the difference. I mean, we're he- we help. We're helpers. We're a, a philanthropist in our own way. We make people feel better. Sometimes we get emails to prove it. This is actually... Uh, really nice. Guy named Ben says, first off, I wanted to reach out and let you guys know how much I love the show. It helped me a lot over the last year. I grew up in Las Vegas and moved to Tempe last year after coming home from a rough deployment overseas. Returning to Vegas, I couldn't quite readjust to my old life. I became depressed, eventually hit rock bottom, started drinking and gambling. I just did that all weekend. Is that a bad thing? Uh, this okay guy, to me. Uh, it sounds like, sounds like your old life was better. But anyway, evidently you overdid it. Evidently that's something you can overdo. Uh, things got pretty bad. I've heard stories. Things got pretty bad, and I couldn't cope with strangers, crowds, or public places. Thankfully, my friends and family caught the signs and were there for me and decided to get me out of Vegas and push the restart button on life. So I moved out here to Tempe in April of 2017. Got a good job. My early hours, I then found this show. I love what you guys do. The games, the interviews, the comedians, uh, most of the music. Sometimes you can't like it all. Uh, and most all of the, uh, or most of all the impressions. Ice-T, Dave Mustaine. Spot on, entertain me like crazy. I just wanted to let you know you've made me laugh every morning since I became a listener, which is something I forgot how to do when things were at their worst. So I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. Keep it up, Ben. See, look at that. Yeah. Helping Ben after a huge deployment that didn't go well. 
We got him off the drinking and the gambling. Back to laughing. I'm back to having fun. Then there's this one that I got. Uh-oh. Other side? Also helping. But in a different way. Dude. That, that's where people start the letters with me. Dude. Big dude. <laughs> Comma? Yeah, exclamation point. Oh, okay. I'm 37 years old and I've made a lot of mistakes in life. I'm like, oh, here we go. This guy's going to be like, Ben, we're going to turn his life around. But on the heels of your scorpion smoking talk last week, I've come to the realization the biggest mistake in my life is my 16-year-old son. Oh, wow. <laughs> the other day, Man. the idiot was caught on school grounds before school started with bags of dog crap by a security guard because he and his other idiot friends were told if you smoke dog crap, you can get high. Uh, this is the second time I've caught him with dog crap and the first time someone else has done it. He fessed up to why, because the first two times he said he was just going to play a joke on a friend. Now he tells me, no, if you smoke it, you get high. That's what I'd tell the security guard. Ugh. So here's what I know. The multiple times he's been caught with dog feces in his backpack means he smoked it at least twice. I have raised an idiot. I will buy him a shovel today, as he, have, he is one of life's ditch diggers. If you see a boy named Jim on Craigslist, he's mine, and you can have him for a reasonable fee. <laughs> Thank you, Morning Sickness, for opening my idea or my eyes to the idea of hopelessness with your child. I am living example of that being fact. He will live with me until he's thirty. Prepare. Yeah, that's rough. You got a kid who, I mean, the scorpion smoking is bad enough, but if he's collecting dog feces, bagging it up, and he's got a couple buddies who are willing to go. Why the school? I never understood that. Every summer there was always a kid in school that got caught back on the school doing dumb stuff. Now, why do you go back to the school to smoke? Oh, dude, you get by the trailers. Everybody always got caught by the trailers. Smoking something. Oh, the portables, man. Well, the portables, man. Nobody's back, back, back there. It's summer. And then every, every time these morons are caught, and he's got bags of dog food. So Ben's story, quite uplifting. You know, it's like, good, good for you, man. Thanks for your service. I'm sorry uh, you, you had that rough patch, but I'm glad you're back and uh, everything's good. The other dude with a son named Jim, yeah, sell that kid. Get rid of him. There's a there's a vibrant slave trade in one of those Asian countries. I'm sure you can get rid of him. He'd be a big worker. He'd be a big American boy. Smoke all the dog poop he wants over there. In Ahwatukee, when Alex was going to school over there, we got notice from one of the schools that uh, some of the kids had broken into one of the portables, but underneath... I guess take off the, the apron or whatever. Yeah. They were going in there. They were going up under the, the trailers. Yeah. To do smoke, what? Smoking or smoke something. Smoke pot. Mm -hmm. So inevitably they're going to die in a trailer fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You got another ditch digger there too. Well, the world needs them. Oh, They've always said that. It's the Took. The Took has ditch diggers. They raise ditch diggers too. Yeah. You, you got an idiot for a son. That's got to be a rough realization the day you're like, oh my God. There's no turning this train. This train's going forward. It's on one. There's no reverse. It happens the other other way, too. Sometimes you realize your parents are idiots. Yeah, sometimes like, wow, oh, you guys yeah. did this. <laughs> this is why I smoke dog poop. It's your fault. Could be. How did I survive? But I think the assumption that you've raised someone who won't smoke dog poop sometimes means you've overlooked the fact that they might. Always remind your kids, hey. There's always a chance. Dog poop's not for smoking. You know that, right? Just go in and just make sure Kyle is in his room one day. Just It'll be a weird conversation. Just go, hey, Kyle. What's going on? Hey, Dad. 
Hey, you know not to smoke dog crap, right? The hell are you talking about, man? Just getting it out there. Just want to make sure you and I are on the same just, page. Just affirm it. Been reading about this. And, and uh, Tide Pods aren't candy. Yeah, you know you're not supposed to eat the uh, the laundry stuff, too, right? God, I'm not an idiot. Okay, God, I'm just, you know, I'm not calling you one. I'm just saying. There's a lot going on in the news. I want to make sure that you're not one of those. You want to go out and look for scorpions with your old man? <laughs> We're not going to smoke them again, are we? No, no, no. I, I've heard that that's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's a weird world. But yeah, ditch diggers exist, and I'm sorry that you have to realize that. And you know what? Jim Jeffries said it best when he quizzed an entire crowd, hundreds of people, and said, how many people in here have a stupid kid? And not one person raised their hand. He goes, that's statistically impossible. Statistically impossible. There's so many stupid people in the world, we can't have one room where everybody's kid is smart. No one will ever call their kid stupid. But someday you might realize, uh-oh, I got a dummy. And it might not be your fault. It might just be, you know, it might be your sperm's fault. It might go, it might be your wife's fault. It might be her eggs were screwy and couldn't develop very well. But everybody thinks their kid is smart, but maybe not a bad idea to go in there and just show them dog poop and cigarettes and go, which one of these is for smoking, and which one is for refuse? Put a put a table full of things. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with these? And then cards, and then match yes, them. Yes. Put this. This is smoking. Now go find the thing to put. Go match this. Cigarettes. Exactly. Good job. <laughs> for shoveling up and throwing away. Dog crap. Nice. All right. Two nice. for two. Kyle is on fire. It's a street smarts. It's a good kid. Balloon of heroin. Uh, shove it in your ass. Oh, oh no. That's the thermometer. That's half the thermometer. Credit. No. Terrible. Scorpion. Pipe? No. Damn it. I've got one. And it would suck to go through that test and realize your kid failed like four of them. Oh, no. Is there no turning them around? If you think smoking dog poop's a good idea. I'm going to focus on positives there. Ben. Ben, the, the story of the guy who served our country and came back, dinged up, and then all he wants to hear is iced tea and Dave Mustaine talk to him in the morning. And that's reasonable. We can arrange that for him. That's fine. The kid smoking poop, you're done. You're done. Put your head in the ground, ostrich. It's over. Speaking of putting your heads in the ground, Cardinal fans. Eric's, Eric's talking about it this morning. I was watching it all day yesterday. We're getting a little excited about Sam Bradford, I think, in this town. And it's time somebody with a reasonable brain told you to settle down and uh, just take it day by day. Sam Bradford is the equivalent of Alcoholics Anonymous at quarterback. You just you have to go day to day with Sam Bradford. Sure, there's going to be days where you're like, wow, it's I'm back. Everything's good again. Then you're going to feel that temptation to not play for four weeks because your foot hurts. You fall back in. He goes into these... Uh, he has relapses into being the other Sam Bradford. Sure, all the talent in the world, but let's not get too fired up. Bickley, I'm talking to you. Everybody on Channel 3 the other day. I, oh, I my get it. God. You know, it's just getting started. People They're are excited. excited. Okay. Yeah, you're fired Temper up. Temper it. it. It's going to but. disappoint you. You don't want to get too... You're setting the bar too high. It's the first week of August. You cannot be that excited about Sam Bradford. The time to be excited about Sam Bradford is if you're 4-0... After week four, and he's still playing. Three and one after week four, and he's still playing. That's when you're excited about Sam Bradford. Right now, all you should be excited about is he's healthy right now. And then tomorrow, work on that. <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time. It's being a drunk. Maybe they got that excited because Rosen's excited. Great. He's Good like, for He healthy. should be excited. Please, Look, stay in there. <laughs> Rosen needs to, he's, he's excited because he's finally getting paid more money than he was in college. Not a lot more, but more. He went to UCLA, so he's, he got paid well. 
the bottom line is every day. You ask an alcoholic, it's like, you want to, what, two weeks from now? It's like, I can't think that far ahead. I'm an alcoholic. Take Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday each individually. You have to do the same thing with Sam Bradford. NFL Network was showing uh, Andy Dalton throw a ball like 50 yards into a basket. Yeah. Exciting. Dropped it right in there. Now awesome. put someone against the uh, across, <laughs> across from him. Now here's the other thing. That's what I'm talking I would about. say like, this. Wow, that is amazing. Beyond that, put a basket in front of the other basket with another team's jersey on it, and he'll throw it in that basket. <laughs> right, right. When it comes down to it, he'll hit nine in a row to the basket he's supposed to hit, and he's like, all right, this is the clutch one. Game on the line. Here's another basket wearing a Steelers jersey. <laughs> Now throw it to your basket, and he'll throw it to the Steeler basket. That's you can't you, let Bengals fans be your example, Cardinal fans. Do not get overly pumped up about Sam Bradford. He's very good, but he's made of glass. He's a fragile little angel. Day by day, he's healthy. Yesterday, walk out of it going, "Wow, Sam Bradford made it through another day of practice." That's great news. Hopefully, Tuesday goes the same. If any Cardinal fan would like to bet. Yeah, on sixteen games oh, out of Bradford, I oh, here God. I will take it all. You imma- I would give him. I bet you, <laughs> wow, Sam Bradford signed for like I was like two million dollars a year. It's a very low deal. I, it's, that's exaggerated, but it's very low. But I bet you there's a bonus in there, and I would do this if I was him. I'm like Sam, oh, bonus. We're gonna give you a hundred million dollars to make it sixteen. <laughs> what did you? It's in the contract, Sam. I'm very confident. Sixteen game season, one hundred million dollars if you don't miss a game. That's in my bonuses, Sam. I'm going to double that number to $200 million right now because I see the excitement in your eyes. In an unprecedented contract, the Cardinals have signed Sam Bradford to a $450 billion deal, $2 million a year, guaranteed. The rest in bonuses if he plays. Well, and you know how that works out with the Cardinal history. Oh. It's down to game number 16. They're sitting. They're sitting. <laughs> well, no, well they, he would have to hopefully have an agent smart enough to say, injuries only, right? You can't bench him. Right, right. That's fine. We can go 0-15 maybe, but... Albert Breer says the, the deal was $10 million signing bonus, $5 million base, and he gets $5 million in per-game bonuses for being on the roster. Wow. That can't be right. You can't get that much every game. Not on the IR. So he doesn't but get that's that bonus. That's pretty much that. what I'm saying. $40 million overall <laughs> contract, $15 million guaranteed, $10 million signing bonus. Five million of that is guaranteed. Seven point five million for the option year. No trade clause. Yeah, you can't get. You can't trade him. He got a no trade yeah, clause. You can't trade him. Yeah. How well. the hell did he get a no trade clause? <laughs> He's a big deal. Oh, I don't get it. Five million is total for for yeah. game bonuses. One hundred fifty six thousand per game. He's active. Yeah. So he gets one hundred fifty thousand extra. Just for, to be there for every he's game, in he's a uniform actually in he's, uniform. He gets a helmet. Yep. He gets 150 grand extra. He he's, has a uh, million dollar uh, Super Bowl win incentive. Yeah, d- let's again, day by day, Cardinal fan. Let's not Baby get step. way ahead and start talking about the Super Bowl. No, but yeah, I was watching the news yesterday. I'm like Sam Bradford is impressed. You know, they had Larry Fitzgerald on there going, "This might be the." You know, this might be the most accurate quarterback I've ever. Yeah, we all know that, but there's a big issue with Sam Bradford. You're all forgetting. You're just practicing right now, and there's a chance he could fall down doing that. I'd keep like I if I was Sam Bradford's uh, if I was a friend at all, ranch style homes, no pool, uh, you know, lots of carpet, like shaggy, thick, heavy carpeting, not a lot of furniture to trip over. Just a real base. Uber everywhere. A big, great room. Not a lot of walls. Yeah, and Uber him everywhere. But no stairs. Can't have any stairs. No step-ups. The mail has to be right there at the front door. You can't go wandering down the road and get your mail. 
A lot of that. I'd get them in one of those old Arcadia houses. It doesn't have a lot going on as far as height. And an old ranch-style house for Sam. A hover-around, hover patrol-around the, <laughs> right. the complex. Right. All the furniture is bubble-wrapped. Not allowed to work the remote control. Those batteries, the acid in the batteries could get on his hands and burn his hands off. Yeah, football's back, though. It's been been interesting the last couple days. I've been watching a lot of NFL Network again. I'm like, oh, no. Got the baseball trade deadline happening. Interested in all that. You got football sitting right on top of us a week from now. Sports are ramping up. They're getting going again. And the best part about it all is uh, that awful WNBA won't be on TV anymore starting in like a week because they got actual stuff to cover. And, And nobody knows what the rules are in football anymore. The referees met with the Eagles, the world champs, and had a sit down and said, here are the rules for the new running backs dropping their heads thing. And the Eagles had some questions. The refs constantly said, we don't know. Would you throw a flag for this? We don't know. So then they watched football games together. And like, Is that illegal? Yeah. We don't know. What do you mean you don't know? We're not sure about that one. That would have been, probably wouldn't have thrown a flag. Yeah. Would have thrown a flag. What about my hit in the Super Bowl? No, we don't know. Um, That's legal for now. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't be. It depends on my mood. But you want me to change. The referees in the NFL will be, wearing, not a catch. will be wearing mood rings. And you have to look at our fingers. If it's purple, that means we're kind of salty that day. And you're probably going to throw more flag. If it's yellow, we're in a calm state. At least that would be something. Yeah, at least you give me an right? idea. Oh, okay. The referee's rings are all purple, guys. Let's keep our heads on a swivel. This is going to be a tough Imagine one. Imagine the Joe Buck cutaway. Let's uh, check the referee's <laughs> Take a look finger. at the rings. They all hold their rings up. <laughs> two of them purple, two of them yellow, one green. I don't even know what. I think that's horny. The sideline judge the is horny. <laughs> like Russian roulette every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be crazy. So sometimes you're going to get calls, sometimes you're not because they've changed rules. And also... More news about that stupid national anthem problem, as Jerry Jones said, with his face pulled back even tighter than normal. Don't have all our players. I do it with my feet. If we don't get all our players out there for the national anthem, it's going to be fine. Everybody stand. Dallas Cowboys stand. We respect the anthem, and we respect how you treat it, and you have to follow the quorum. So what do they do at practice? Fire up the national anthem. Who's oh, standing there? Are they with, practicing? Yeah. Yes. Practicing the anthem? Yes. Who's standing there with his hat on and his arms crossed? Jerry Jones. Well, he was kneeling with them last year. Yeah, I know. The news is like, I thought we were going to do decorum this That's year. Why is your playing. hat on? Like, Jerry Jones is in a firestorm in Dallas because his hat remained on during a practice anthem session. It's getting ridiculous. All right. At any given time during the play, the anthem will start. <laughs> They're doing it in the middle of plays now. That wasn't Everybody for stand up. Get that up. for the players only. All right, I want to run a, a trap sweep here, Jason Garrett. And when we do it, start the anthem and see how they react. Clear the field. Blue, blue. Just clear the field. Now yeah. one soul's allowed on the field. <laughs> if you're on the field, you're out. You're fired if you're on the field. During Dak the Prescott back to pass. The anthem has started. All the players are standing. Very good. Great job, guys. Great job. You were surprised by the anthem and you stood up for it. Good work. They're running the anthem drills. We run the Oklahoma. No, we don't do that no more. Anthem drills. They ran out of timeouts, but they're calling for the anthem. Yeah, and those uh, those drills where you drop to the ground and get up and run in place. Now they just have you drop to the ground. The anthem starts. See how fast the whole team can stand up. The anthem matters to them. But there's That's Jerry a good, in good a hat. Onto the grass drills. That would be good. Just the anthem plays every time they have to get up and see some of the guys are like man. Used to do this following a football. <laughs> I'm not doing this no more. Why are you still on the ground, Dak Prescott? The anthem is playing. It's just that anthem thing has gotten so dumb. 
So, yeah, Jerry Jones in a hat during the anthem, and they're giving him heat for that because he was on and on last couple weeks about, look, that's all done. We stand for the anthem. It's respect. That's it. We're going to respect it the way it was meant to be respected, and uh, we'll do it as a team. And there he was, standing with his hat on, staring at the play like, oh, no. And I beat him up for it. It is weird, though, because, like, Cleveland is hopeful. Like, football has turned more into baseball, where uh, everybody is hopeful. Like, it used to be kind of new teams that stunk, but they don't know anymore. Nobody's aware of their stinkiness. There's teams out there that are going to be terrible that have tons and tons of hope. And it's pointless. There's pointless hope. I mean, Tyrod, they might win a cup. I guess the hope in Cleveland is not losing all the games again. You got a pretty good shot at, uh, you know, having a better record than last year. Yeah. They won three better. over the last three seasons. They won right? one in two years. In two years, yeah. yeah they won two one before game, that, right? Yeah, and a couple before that. But, they, you know, they'll be better. They're not going to be worse. They went out and did some stuff. But I still, th- I still don't know why they're saying, you know, our goal is the playoffs. Like, stop talking. Stop saying things. Don't, don't do that. It's the same as the Cardinal fans getting excited about Sam Bradford. You have to know, you know, if he stays healthy is the biggest question of all the football I like fans. hearing that. they got to hype it up. No, you don't. You have to be realistic. Fans like hearing that the practices are going well, but, you know. All practices are, yeah. go well. You what practice? When is, yeah. Mike Tomlin has never left and going, bad day of practice today. We had a really bad day. Nobody knew where to go. A lot of directional problems. We had two guys get lost in the cafeteria. <laughs> uh, it's a new. It's a new environment for these boys. So practice was terrible. Questions At every day. Mike Hope Tomlin's thing is like, eternal. They're never going to yeah. mention bad. He stuff always going comes out now. and says, uh, "Another good day for us. A lot of positive workout." Because you're running in place. I mean, if one guy's like, "You're just not getting it." <laughs> How come you don't get running in place? You're all over the. I don't. Why would we run in place? It seems pointless, Coach. The only place you'll see the. The realistic aspect of it is hard knocks because yeah. they have the cameras around. Yeah, you recognize. Ooh, isn't that going on? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and with the Browns on there yeah. this year, they were even talking about the Dolphins. Dolphins, boy, they made some moves this year. They're like, stop it! If Ryan Tannehill becomes Joe Montana and is sleep overnight somehow, and I don't know, if some sort yeah. of heaven can wait scenario, it'll be great. <laughs> they're almost like politicians because you're wa- you can watch hard knocks. Yeah, and, oh, should, and they're screwing up right and left, and then after they'll talk about how. Great, they look right. <laughs> I, every year I watch Hard Knocks. I'm like, I'm worried about that team. They're going to be good. They figure out a way to spin it, like in the show, even yeah. when coaches are yelling at players. Yeah, he's terrible. And you're watching guys who aren't even going to make the team. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, they're like this guy's on the on the bubble of the '90. He's like the first cut. And you're like, selling that Jameis Winston is just an amazing leader. He's going to be incredible. Yeah, Jameis Winston. Remember the year the Rams were on there? Oh, Jeff yeah. Fisher's last year. Yeah. They had made Tavon Austin look like he was the he's a god. Oh yeah, god, Jerry yeah. Rice. A god. <laughs> a god. This guy's been awful. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the only one yesterday, John Gruden was talking about. He was talking about a team that wasn't his because they were talking about last year. They're like, "What do you think about Khalil Mack?" Man, man, we weren't very good with him last year, so he didn't have to be here. Have to be better either way. Like, wow, that was a realistic assessment. But you weren't the coach last year. You can call him crap from last year all you want. That's why you're here. Wasn't very good. We got rid of him. So he was, uh, yeah. So yeah, he was a little bit realistic with it. But yeah, it's fun because football's back. I don't like the idea of. I want to hear one coach going out there. Well, pretty much practice was uh, what I expected. We got a bunch of dog players, and it's going to be easy to cut like twelve of these guys. So get your tickets. I know I'm not supposed to say yeah. this yet. Cuts aren't two weeks away. But I, I got 12 guys I could cut today, and we'd be fine. 
It isn't about it isn't about selling tickets. We know we have to cut forty five people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if if one coach would come out and go, honestly, I've got the first twelve down. Um, the first two days, I already know twelve guys that aren't going to be here in two weeks. I just I can't do it immediately. I have to wait. Can't I don't even know why they're showing. Yeah, I don't know why. When they do show up, I just sigh. Oh no, he still thinks it's a thing. Anyway, <laughs> coach, you want me to go get more Gatorade? Yeah, that's what you do. You're the Gatorade guy. Can I catch a ball today, Coach? No, leave the balls alone. Don't touch the equipment. I think I got a real shot at this, Hard Knocks. Will he make the team? We'll have to find out in two more weeks. I think it's mean to do to some of those guys that are running out there, tripping all over themselves, wearing somebody else's number. That's the best part. You see a couple of guys. (laughs) Hey, I got the same number as you, Bud Dupree. Guess which one of them's getting cut? It's all to motivate, you know, to motivate the starters. Is it? Uh, a lot of it is to put somebody to put a guy whose contract uh, more is four competitive. Years? Well, some of those contracts yeah. aren't going to. Yeah. If you've got a guy who's been starting for three or four years who's got a new contract, and you give a same number to a guy you've never heard of, I can tell you exactly who's going to be there in the end. I know exactly who's staying. Who's not. Sure. Give him Bud's leftovers. If, if he wears Bud's jersey, we're out of jerseys, Coach. Bud's got extra. That kid ain't gonna make team anyway. Yeah, it's all hope though. So Cardinal fans just wanted to temper that because yesterday I think his name's Tim Ring, the guy from Channel Three. Oh, oh! I mean, it was roses were just falling out of his mouth. This team is going to go thirteen and three, and the three losses will be accidents. <laughs> and maybe the plane—that's all it's going to be. Like, wow, we couldn't make it to the—we had to forfeit because our bus broke down. That's the only way this team loses. I mean, you know, new coach. Yeah, there's I mean, just, everything's pointing to like a seven and nine season. And that's good. Now, could it all fall in place? Yes, but again, alcoholism. Ask an alcoholic day to day. Let's get Ben back in here, the letter writer, who had the you know drinking and gambling issue. I bet you he's day to day right now. All he wants is a little Dave Mustaine and some iced tea. That's all you guys should want. Entertain me today. We'll work on the rest of it myself, and then tomorrow we'll start over. I hate to break it to you, Cardinal fans, but it's, it's a little rosy. And real Cardinal fans will email me and tell me, dude, I'm so nervous that I've got, I'm going to waste the next, you know, nobody wants to waste the next 19 weeks of their lives cheering for something that stinks, but. I get caught up in it too, like oh, last yeah. year. I listened oh, to excited. a lot of Chicago yeah. sports stuff. I was like, the Bears yeah. might actually, you know. Trubisky. John Fox last year, is yeah. co- like he's on his last year of his contract. He, he needs to a step new contract. Up. Yeah. Yeah, that the old line's solid. We got a good running game. This Trubisky kid could be something. Oh, Trubisky! Defense isn't terrible. It's a bunch of no names. They're all playing for deals. You're like, I don't know, twelve and four. Locker has hair. <laughs> yeah. Halfway through the season, I'm like, Jesus, oh why god. did I pay for this package? Oh my god, twelve and four. I was wrong by <laughs> twelve and four. Yeah, you got to be realistic. You're lucky, John. I know my team keeps doing good things, and but they don't—they can't beat the Patriots, so it doesn't matter. Just keep going. You're due though. One of these years. One of these days, we're gonna knock them off. <laughs> got to get past those Jags, though. Yeah, that's the bad thing. So, like this year's gonna be one of those years that those teams that one of those teams that had those weird hopeful moments, like the Chargers are all amped up, and they always start slow, but they got a good defense now, which is rare. They're, People have been yapping about the Chargers. I know, for years, but this is the never. first time. This is the first time you look at them, you're like. The yapping might actually pay off, but I have a feeling Philip Rivers is going to crap the bed this year, which would be awesome. I hate that guy. Working on having another kid. Yeah, good. Go make a 12th baby. That's great. Good for you.
You know what? You know, even if you have a brand new infant in your house, the biggest baby in that house is still Philip Rivers. So yeah, it's great. Footballs, but we're talking about football. Love it. Very excited. Although it is waning, and I think the average white guy in his late 40s like me is starting to look at it like, well, they're going to change this game in the next 10 years to the worst possible political nightmare I've ever seen. So enjoy it while it's still a thing that you recognize. Because pretty soon, you know, the kickoff rules change, the tackling rules change, everybody's and everybody's lying to themselves about like, well, I hope the players stay safe as well. No, you don't. Nobody, nobody watches the safest hits DVD. <laughs> I bought the safe NFL safest hits. You guys want to watch it? No. I have bone-crushing NFL hits from the 90s, but yeah, let's watch that. Nobody really is in on the couple of years safety. will be the top tags. Yeah. You don't want to yeah, <laughs> look at this. He dove and got both hands below the waist. Down at the 35. Nobody has ever, 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 ever marketed NFL's most fundamentally sound hits. Huh? Nope. It's amazing. Like- He's accumulated over 2,000 flags in 10 <laughs> games. <laughs> he gets to keep them. That would be good scalps. Gonna need new flags. Ah, these is mine. I don't Yeah, It could be a terrible change here soon, but right now we can still we can still like it. You don't want to see people get hurt, but you do like seeing massive smash hits. I saw they just uh, talked to the NFL Already paying out four hundred million for CTE cases. Oh, they had one that. of them. Most recent was uh, Seattle. Uh, yeah. Twenty four years old, retired. Oh yeah. After six concussions, they uh, paid out four hundred million. Josh Perry. I think that's the guy's. That's name. fine. They can pay out all they want. They had that eight hundred million dollar deal. They acted like they were doing a favor to those guys for. It. They haven't done anything with that. No. Watch that sixty minutes on that. They haven't spent any money. On they it. try to claim that they have. Yeah. They're denying. Especially everybody. the guys in the past. Yeah. Well, that's what those old guys are like. Their policy seems to be just wait for them to die and then not have to yeah. pay them. And then maybe give their family a little yeah. bonus. Here, here's something for you. You ain't going to make it. Uh, it's 645. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? What do you got over there, Eric? Oh, it's a concert psyching one. It's yeah, one name absolutely. Wake-up song brought to you by ELOteam.com. Thinking about selling your house? We can do it for you. Get in touch with us. ELOteam.com. Fill out the contact form. We'll call you back. we got uh, Offspring up here. Offspring 311 tonight at Auction Pavilion. We still have a few tickets to give away if we want to try to get those out today. Get another one of those storms tonight. That'd be cool. Uh, A little lightning in the back. Still had the most fun ever at that Pearl Jam show. 2000 or 99, whenever that was. And that thing just was a torrential downpour. Awesome. Incredible. So maybe a monsoon blows through and you guys can get that. We'll do some offspring for you. Uh, They're also here with 311. So you can get a lot of beer while 311 moans and groans on stage. And then Offspring will be on after that. And that'll be entertaining. That'll be fun. For the first half of it, you can talk to friends or be late or whatever. You have to look at those dead-eyed 311 fans staring at you. Those bland people. (laughs) Ugh. 311. Offspring's fun. The Weird Al of Rock. Uh, six dogs. You could probably make a bit of money there, bringing some dog poop yeah, down there. Yeah, just sell it to that. You sell it to the three eleven dead eyed three eleven fan. Yep. What do you got, man? Oh, Kush pit bull sativa. Take a whole bag of that. Ten bucks, bro. This one's getting all sorts of chemo. This is gonna light you on fire. Aussie Shepherd. Yeah. Oh, the Aussie Shepherd stuff. Prime. It's orange, man. Sheets pumpkin. 
idiots. Oh, the 311 crowd. Just dead-eyed Xanax people just Prozac out of their brains. This is entertaining. Wow. Vanilla is the best flavor ever. So you got the first half of the concert I would skip. But then the Offspring's on, and they're fun. That's a good time. Get all over that. Uh, let's do it. It's concert Psyching Rock for one half of a hell of a show tonight. It's the Offspring. It's 98 KUPD. Dead-eyed, boring people bought tickets to 311. Uh, they're open. They're, the offspring is opening for 311. I had no idea. Get there early. Yeah, you get you get to get out of there early. Get Come away on. from all those Prozac people. Your hatred for 311 cracks me up. Uh, Eric's talking about 311, and now we're gonna all talk about a great band. Now I'm gonna sing. I sing like this. This is how I sing in every song. Now I'm rapping because I'm a tough rapper. Who really liked him that just Rippity, 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 rap. I like rapping and rapping is tough. Just like me. I'm big and buff. A friend is big and he's going to punch you. Oh, God. I've got to go. Come on. You're smoking weed now. Uh, you should listen. Yeah. Uh, have you listened uh, to him? Yes, I have. And they say uh, when you After you're, a couple of gummies? Yeah, when you're high, uh, your senses heighten. Well, that's the truth. They get worse. <laughs> never been a fan, never will be. Offspring, however. Pretty solid stuff. Fun. Although I do think he sounds just like Weird Al Yankovic. It destroys me sometimes because I, I giggle when I'm not supposed to. But they have some funny songs. Now you might appreciate it even more after seeing Weird Al. Uh, I don't know. Weird Al was pretty monumental. He was pretty great. I don't think they can match him. Be a poor man's Weird Al to me at that point. Uh, Patrick says, John is a... Real fan of the Cardinals. Tempered excitement. I've been uh, going to the game since they were at Sun Devil Stadium way back in the day when they were the Phoenix Cardinals. I can say that my excitement isn't that Sam Bradford will take us to the promised land, give us our first Lombardi trophy. I'm excited because I have $509 on the over for predicted wins in Vegas of 5.5. I figure Sam Bradford can get us three in the first five games and then he's going to get hurt. And the, the rookie will pull three out of the last 11, won't he? I'll make some cash at 6 and 10. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Gamble through it. That's the place where your excitement gets really smashed in the preseason as you go and look at the board of NFL predictions for wins. Out of Sam. Oh, man. They're almost always right, by the way. They're, they nail that over-under for predicted wins for a team, uh, barring like an injury to a Tom Brady type or somebody big. Uh, they're pretty right on it. And uh, there's a lot of the three, four, five teams. There's three and four and five wins predicted by Vegas. And that'll really crush your... Your hopes. I think the Browns are at four or five themselves. And there's a good shot at the under there. So, uh, one last thing on the uh, Twitter deal we were talking about yesterday. Uh, I have a feeling Twitter is the company behind taking everyone down. I've seen three reports in the last 24 hours of something called uh, Tweet Delete. $14.99. They can wipe it all out for good. Oh. You have to sign up with your Twitter page. But I think Twitter's behind Tweet Delete. That sounds like like a we have access to Nigerian the whole thing. Scam. We can knock it out. It's fourteen ninety nine. Well, I watched it on ABC. And I couldn't sleep this morning, so I had the TV on at like three thirty, and they have a, a, a world news thing or whatever it is. And ABC was doing this big story about like all these Twitter problems. They've come up with this thing, Tweet Delete, and you pay for a service, and it'll wipe your Twitter for you, and get rid of certain things for good. 
but it's because it's linked to Twitter. So Twitter's yeah. like, we won't keep it. I don't know if I buy that. We, I don't either. Of course you don't buy that. You put fourteen ninety nine on in the hopes that this giant company, this faceless company, is actually doing what they say. But it's going somewhere. Nothing's actually erased. But yeah, tweet delete is now a thing, and they have another one called uh, Tweeter Deleter or something like that. It's kind of an offshoot of it. So you can now buy an app a cleansing that cleans your well of course it's genius when you think about it if twitter's like let's just start releasing all the worst ones scare the hell out of the public and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll offer a scrub service first result says automatically delete your old tweets with tweetdelete.net yeah delete and, all of your old tweets fast yep and you can get rid of all your ancient tweets and anything you want to put on the list the whole thing can go and they'll get rid of it all that's tweet deleter that's the other one uh yeah so for fourteen ninety nine, you can now get scammed again. Look at that client testimony. After searching through my tweets, I got rid of some ugly tweets that I forgot about. Plus, I found some gems. Right, <laughs> that were real ugly, those. but I'm keeping them. Yep, keep putting all your idiot moves in someone else's hands. Look at she, and that's how you know you're getting scammed. Yeah. Is the ad is a woman in a hammock sleeping? Yeah. It's like oh, I can rest no easy. No worries. In like have, a lacy camisole. Uh, yes, yeah, she's hot. She's, she's life is beautiful again because all of her n-word tweets have been scrubbed. <laughs> I love Kanye. I used song. to say the n-word all the time in my tweet. Now we can do it and not worry. Here's the other one. But here's the, like crazy? if you just deactivate your account, it's still on file. With well, I, I get that, yeah. but your employer's not going to like. Right, they can't do that. Yeah, they're not going to dig into a deactivated right. account. And just get, that would require your ego to say, "We don't need to tell everybody our thoughts every four minutes." <laughs> so you can, that would be someone who has the wherewithal to say, "Do I need Twitter anymore? I'm just going to delete the whole thing." It's an addiction. So pe- people can't stop tweeting. Here's- so they'd rather just delete the n-word ones and then act like they're pure. Here's a menu. You got premium eraser, standard eraser, and free eraser. <laughs> is it by the month or is it annual? What's the uh, fee? No recurring fees. Okay. Six ninety nine for the standard, nine ninety nine for the premium, and you can clean. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Clean Every to, major league baseball player. Every one of them needs to spend the fourteen ninety nine on the I, premium. I think they can afford it. What is the premium? We'll erase everything but the slur. It'll just be the slur for six ninety nine. We're not getting <laughs> yeah. rid of that. Unlimited Twitter accounts on the premium, and your search filter is unlimited, so you can double check and make sure that none of your old stuff is out there anywhere. So the premium one gets rid of it. The other one just puts asterisks over the bad word. Yeah, you can. Yeah, seems like that. It redacts. It redacts it. Yeah, that's not. Look like a government file. <laughs> right, and you're like, well, I can figure that out. <laughs> F star G. I know what you were saying, <laughs> but I didn't actually type it, so it doesn't count. But- I can go to my tweets and I can delete any of them by just not for good. Being though. right there. This one promises that it's wiped clean. Like if a court case wanted to go after it, where they couldn't find it. I'm not I, I, I don't either. But <laughs> then you can sue tweet delete. So yeah. anyway, anyway, like Eric said, and I know it sounds completely unreasonable right. to just say I'm just going to get rid of my Twitter, but spend some more money. Twitter's offshoot company, so they can scrub your your filth. Twitter will wipe your ass for you. Is Twitter behind them? Of Did course they are. Gotta be. They have to be. They're the only ones that have access to the Twitter database that can get rid of it for good. If not, they're just making it harder for your employers to find it. Just get rid of it. Don't have to. And I, I would wonder how often you wandered into a job. Like, it, would it look worse if you were in a job interview? And like, are you social media? Are you socially active on social media? It's like, nope, don't have any of them. Oh, closet racist. 
nope, I'm afraid I'll say something stupid. Get caught for it. Oh, so, boy. Tweet Eraser's mission statement says, it's a project of project stage, trying to make your Twitter life a bit more easier. Oh, that's it's, well put. Instead of 13-year-old? Instead of digging through <laughs> tweets on Twitter to find the one you want to delete, just try Tweet Eraser. Import your tweets, even your whole archive. Filter them, delete the results almost with one click. So give us your whole Give timeline. us the whole thing. You can now have two, give us your whole have two companies own your timeline. Genius. Eric's right. Just get rid of it. Also works with Google Plus and uh, LinkedIn. Sure it does. Brady. Nice. Are you on, on, you're on Do you say a lot of N-words on LinkedIn? That's a tough uh, one to get I all racist on. Yeah, I know, because that's what we do. <laughs> just checking in with everybody. Thought I'd just fire it off. Hashtag Spicks. Why did you do that? I can't help it. Social media. I wanted to get social and then bash somebody. What's your name on uh, LinkedIn? Hooded Knight. I think that's Brady's if you want to look him up. <laughs> Exalted. With a K. Exalted. Yeah. Grand Wizard. 68. Yeah. So there you go. You can spend money. And I understand that the, that's what they were talking about on ABC, the three tiers you can buy. I'm like, well, one of them isn't good enough. Well, you only got the $7 package, so you're only allowed to get rid of nine N-words a year. And you've got 14. Way up to a 14 days. Now, if you upgrade to the gold package, we'll get rid of all 14 of those N-words and throw in one free in case you get froggy in the middle of the night drunk on a Friday. Also, bragging about that chick you hosed whose name you don't know, we'll get rid of that too. But that's our premium package. Here it is from April of 2015. Anybody know who this bitch is? Just hosed her. And then you included a photo. What if they go back and they... Tweets are still there, but they just exchange the name, the words. <laughs> they change it up. It's like those, uh, the, where you put it, Mad Libs. Yeah. So well, that's not a bad idea. Just move your letters around. Their... It's the, uh, I guess it's the Tweetness Relocation Program. We'll get rid of your tweets for you. We'll move them to a different place. All, all my tweets are living in Oregon now. <laughs> They're under a different name. Anyway, stop it. Just stop it. If it's not a lesson to you now, it never will be. Uh, it's 7 o'clock. we got a Brady report coming up. We also have Ted Nugent again later this morning. Yeah. Ted Nugent! I saw him do a, an interview sharp. with Joe Rogan, and it got real interesting about... Uh, on his podcast? Uh, yeah, uh, on pot. And I, was, like, I had like a ton of questions that Joe wasn't going, because Joe was like like trying to get back and forth with him as far as, I do it, you don't. Ted's got an interesting twist on it. I kind of like it, but he'll go on. Ted doesn't smoke pot? Never, ever, ever in his life has he touched it. Never had alcohol or pot. I mean, he may have tried it once, but he said, I've never used it. Like, I've never gone. He said, I've seen too many of my friends go out there and they're blotto and the show sucked because of it. I'm like, huh? Well, don't do it when you're going on stage. Well, that's the thing. That's what kind of what Joe was saying. It's like, well, why? You, know, you don't have to go to work immediately after. <laughs> Uh, it's 7 o'clock, yeah. We'll talk to Ted about 8.30 this morning. Always interesting. Ted Nugent going to join us. And put the politics away. I, I don't want to hear it from anybody. It's just a, Oh, then what are we talking to him for? No, we can talk to him about anything. He's about, fun. You're going to talk to him about music? I, I talk, how about this? Talk to him about <laughs> fun. Have fun with his opinion and have it back. Let's all be adults instead of firing back about Hillary this or Trump that. And just everybody just listen to the conversation. We've got to learn to be adults again. Stop yelling at each other constantly. You can disagree with somebody and still like them. It'll be hard for him not to bring it into a thing, but you laugh at it. Oh, it's fine if he talks yeah. about politics, but don't make it, don't personalize it. That's what I'm saying. Don't go nuts. Can I ask a question just like, because sure. I, I don't understand. Why do Republicans keep bringing Hillary up? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, she's insignificant at this point. So insignificant. She's, she's insignificant. 
Long all time the way. I don't know. Someone can't even speak. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because it drives the left nuts. Does it? Yeah, because they get fired back. And, oh, Hillary's not even, I don't know why you guys are still up. And it's like, okay, this was just a design to stir the pot again because you guys can't control yourselves in a conversation. That's it. It's, but it's ridiculous. Like it's over. I know. There's a ton of stuff that's She's over the people, people still stir. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's still a lot of people in that, you know, that fringe side. They go bananas when you mention, oh, you know, she won by three million votes. Like, okay, you guys aren't even talking anymore. You're just bashing stupid stats together. Have fun being crazy. I'm going to go talk to Ted Nugent because it's normal. World's gone mad. Uh, we got the Brady Report next. It's 98 KUPD. That's normal. Three days grace right there at 716. Somebody emailed and said, you're being kind of tough on the Cardinals. Aren't you worried that Ken's going to write him another letter and the hammer's going to fall? Like, yeah. I forgot about that. You're messing with still waiting. Still waiting for that hammer to fall from Ken's phone call to the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I think I was being kind. What are you going to do? It's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. We call this the Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters. Head to any Hooters location right now and just enjoy yourself. That's basically what they're telling you to do. Hooters, great prices, great beers, great people. Uh, get on over there. They sponsor the Brady Report. Brady reported. Good Tuesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Happy National Avocado Day. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> high. <laughs> Not a fan? I like them. I'm just not going to go out of my way. Like, if they happen to me, that's fine. I'm not going to seek them out. That's kind of how I feel about them whenever they're on my sandwich. Right. I'm like, mm, Ugh. sometimes take them or leave I them. take them off. I'm like, not today. Not today, avocado. <laughs> you, you, were, you grew and grew and grew in that little tree for no reason. I'm going to throw you out. My mom used to do that to me all the time. Like apples and stuff. Like, she would make them real. So I'd sit there and, like, push it aside. She goes, you're not going to eat that apple? I don't want it. Oh, poor little apple. Started as a seed. And he grew and grew and grew. And all he thought about while he was on the tree was, Someday, a little boy is going to want me, and I'm going to make him healthy and full. I hope he doesn't throw me away. And I'd stare at that apple like, You cut him in half, you bitch. <laughs> this is where the voices started. Yeah, was a lot of that. Gosh, she's right. And it was her way of, you know, her way of saying there's starving kids in China, but it was a whole lot more clever. Yeah, that's it made me, crazy. It made me think, well, I better eat that apple. She basically started Sausage Party. Kind of, yeah. It basically. Right. But it was the, yeah, basically, you better eat that because otherwise he lived a life for no reason. <laughs> and you're just tossing him aside. And I'm like, wow, that's true. All right. You so have to watch Sausage Party with your mom now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She'd be like, see, I told you. Might be awkward. He grew and grew. But the, in, in Sausage Party... They didn't know they were getting eaten. In my mom's world, the apple grew for the very sole purpose of filling my belly and sustaining life. Wow. Back to the avocados. Screw them. Sometimes they're squishy like a sock, like a wet sock, and I don't want them on my food. But I've gotten better with avocado. I used to not like them at all. I don't know. Sometimes they just show up out of nowhere. But I'm not going to go out of my way for avocado day to go just carve one up and start eating. That's, Comes with age. I, I think, think so, yeah. I think so my diminished taste buds have started to say avocados aren't, they're not so disgusting. It doesn't get better with age. Your, your taste buds just start dulling and you start eating things you never thought you'd eat before. When you're a kid, it's just bleh. Everything's toxic and tangy and weird. I hated avocados up until about six years ago. Maybe it's 40. Now a good guac dip is nice. Okay, I'm not talking to you about like discerning tastes. You've been eating avocados since... You probably, no, I didn't. You I don't like them either? Yep. 
I've come that's, around. That's yeah. one food I've ever heard you say you didn't like. I don't remember any well, other foods that you don't yeah, like. What's your I like least I'm okay with food. them now, but I, growing up, I didn't really like the guac. Right. I just thought you hated all green foods. Yeah. Oh, green ones. There you yeah. go. No, I but I, that. you know. Enough sugar and some bacon. <laughs> yeah, you doctor them up enough. Yeah. <laughs> ranch. Bacon is, bacon yeah. is. <laughs> Drown it in ranch and then kick the big chunk of avocado to the side and drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you eat an avocado. <laughs> 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 can't see it anymore. It's like it's not there. So get it off my plate. Stupid health bog. I don't know what the hell that thing is. Grew up with a tree. I'd rather eat the branch. You cube up the uh, guac and pour the ranch over it. You made a healthy blue cheese dressing. Yeah, I'd like to see Brady do a cooking show. And then we take the avocado. We cut it in half. Take the pit out. Dice it up and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Why you spend that dicing it up? Because the bacon's almost done. Because I can tell people had avocado in it. A couple of uh, Tuesday morning fun facts. There have been 30 songs with Sunday in the title that made the Billboard Hot 100 chart. 23 with Saturday. And only one with Thursday. Thursday's a toughie. It was Johnny Mathis' song Sweet Thursday in 1962. Was it about a day or a girl named Thursday? Don't know. I don't either. Find the Johnny Mathis song. I work on you. Chances are, That's another thing my mom used to do. Well, she was telling me apples lived for me. And that Johnny Mathis song's playing in the background. I was one of the few five year olds who could do a Johnny Mathis impression for uh, my grandmother. It was pretty impressive. Because I wear a silly grin the moment you come. Sorry, there he is. That olive skin bastard. And this is, what's it called? Come Sweet Thursday? Thursday. Oh. Sweet Thursday. Here we go. Plug First came the day I'd waited for at last. And you were there with love to spare. Oh, no. She blew him on a Thursday. Yeah. You were there with love to spare. No, I don't care. I knew what he was going to say. You were there with love to spare, making it a sweet Thursday. He wasn't expecting a blowjob on Thursday, and he got one. He wrote a beautiful love song about it. Kangaroos don't burp or break wind. The way their bodies break down food, nothing is converted into gas. Hmm. So they how, don't need to release gas. Interesting. That's how much we love BJ's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll write a love oh, song. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Mathis is like, oh, 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 oh it's, it's freaking Thursday. What? This shouldn't be happening on Thursday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women don't even understand. It's like the greatest thing on earth when you say, when you when it comes out of their mouth. Would you what? like a... Oh, oh, yeah. No, when they're offering them up. Yeah, yes. I that was going a different direction. Yeah, so did I. Well, does any guy it. say no? Who turns that down? Everybody looked at Brady. Why? What just happened? <laughs> I didn't do it, Brady. I'll be one of the... I was Not even the other I guys. turn it down, Eric. Right. Not even Brady. And then afterwards, Brady will do that. And then you came with love to spare, making this a sweet Thursday. Yeah, you wouldn't even turn it down. Uh, even if, well, it has to be your wife, though, right? It's tough. Yeah. Like your brain, you have to fight that. Like your brain, down. if you were downstairs and all of a sudden, like one of the sales ladies just said, hey, got a good opportunity for you, but first, how about a, how about a BJ? <laughs> Your brain would be like, hell yeah! I'm like, no, 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 I can't wait, do that. Wait, wait, wait. A, it's work. B, then logic kicks in. But like, your first reaction is, yes, please, yes. Those words are not meant to be meant. 
met with the... No, I can't do that. <laughs> it takes a second. And I often think, like, if a woman ever said that, it would take you, like, what you think is a split-second decision. You're just standing there staring at her for, like, eight minutes, having a quarrel in your own brain, and then finally go, I can't do that. But, okay. He'd be stunned and just silent for a while. Sorry, but... Mary, but I can't do that. <laughs> I will have some of these Skittles, though. <laughs> the guy who created Ultimate Frisbee was a college student named Joel Silver. And after school, he went on to become a huge Hollywood producer. He's the guy behind Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, and the Matrix movies. He invented what? Ultimate Oh, Frisbee. the Frisbee game? No kidding. Astronauts can grow 3% taller in space. How did Ultimate Frisbee get invented in, like, the 70s, and I was playing it in, high, in junior high? Like, that's a quick a turnaround. Fan. That's quick a quick fan. turnaround to get it into the P.E. curriculum. Does he make money every time somebody plays it? Yeah, if they sell the yeah, name Ultimate Frisbee. That's why schools don't do it anymore. Joel Silver would come collect it. Believe it or not, according to a new survey... Uh, the survey asked top things what we want to know about our partner's sexual history. Oh, okay. You're one of those guys doesn't want to know. 18% of people say no. They don't want to know what their current partner did with other people. Um, 53% say they want to know every last detail. The rest of us fall somewhere in the middle. How many people they've had sex with 56% of us are curious about it. Sure, you're curious. 50, everybody's curious whether yeah. they follow up with a question. 100% of people are kind of curious. How many people they've dated? 40% want to know. Only if it led to sex. What kind of freaky stuff they've done? 30% oh, yeah. said they want to know. You don't want to get blindsided by it later. You know, you don't want to be with a girl for a couple years and then find out from her college friends, like, oh, man, I walked in on her once and she was in a swing with three guys. Like, what? Yeah, that's their funny or embarrassing sex stories, 23%. Sure. Um, if they've been in a threesome or an orgy, only 22%. Want to know? Want to know. You'd want to know. Would you want to know that? You don't want to wander into that situation at Applebee's. Your family yeah. sitting down. Some guy comes by like, hey, I remember you. Well, oh why does God. that? Uh, oh, you'd rather hear it from them first yeah, rather than being blindsided that's your thought or yeah, just I, why why does it bother you move by the guy though to stroll Come by up, your hey, table right? some people might yeah i'm not saying yeah, it's out know. of the realm of possibility i don't care i don't care what you did before you met me no what's it well, how's that hurting or bothering me at all doesn't but i want to yeah, know if I you were a whore i i choose not to talk about heck yeah i want to know if you were a whore like how big a whore like a huge whore like, if you were a huge whore, it'd be like, what happened? Because you, like, You're not now? Did you change? <laughs> Do you still have the desire to be a whore? I don't mind the word. You know, the word I'm whore, not. it gets a bad rap. It really does, because some whores are helpful. Yeah, it's yeah. experience. Whores are, whores are also, a uh, definition it probably in the beginning says sexual prom or a sexually promiscuous person. And then the second one would be derogatory turn towards a woman. The third one would be instructor. Because a whore is a, she's a teacher. I know, yeah. like any other job you go to, experience helps you land exactly. the gig. Like, yes. Right. Why is that different? It's the same job. Yeah. And what's the difference? I guess it's coming from a school vote, not really talking about it too much. Like, there's 
certain things in the past that, you know, unless she asks or something, I'm not going to volunteer all that information. Well, no, I mean, of course you're not just going to go home and go, guess what? Well, here's, let's lay it out on the table. That's not how people have conversations at all about things. They just wander in the door and go, here's some, here's five details about me. I thought you might want to know for no reason. It seems rude. But if you're talking about it, I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't want to know. I don't don't understand the 18% of people. It's like, I just can't know. Yeah. Why? We did get this text. Eric, I have said no before. I've turned down Roadhead. I had to focus on the road, and no. she's never been told no before. So guess who got the best angry BJ after we got <laughs> home, and she was, she was done pouting. Got to be careful yeah. with that. That can go the other yeah. way. Pouting goes Fine, the other way. Yeah. Shut down. No, you didn't yeah. like it. There's a Republican named Denver You Riggleman. don't say no. Sorry, Brady. You don't say no, though. You just go, not right now. Yeah, give me hey, five minutes. Give me, yeah, I'll, I'll pull over. It's a real windy road. But I can't do it here because I don't trust my driving skills. And we're at work. We're truck drivers. Plus, you're yeah, you're a man. Come yeah. on, you can do this. Pull over. You can get that done. You can, but it's like, you know what? Maybe it's one of those things Except where... the guy in the ravine yeah. <laughs> afterwards. This is the best Uber ride ever, but I can't do that right now. <laughs> but I will pull over and we'll do that wherever. Uh, like right here. I'll drive around the parking lot real slow. That'll be the same thing. So there's a Republican named Denver Riggleman, and he's running for Congress in Virginia. His opponent is a Democrat named Leslie Cockburn. Side oh, man. Note, her daughter is Olivia Wilde. Oh, that's wow. Oh. No kidding. But uh, on Sunday night, Leslie tweeted screenshots from Denver's Instagram account that seemed to show he's a raging Bigfoot erotica fetish. He's got that. Yeah, well, uh, that bad? Has a uh, bigfoot erotica like? Well, it includes lots of with drawings. Big feet? <laughs> no, no, the actual, the actual big okay. Sasquatch. Right. Because it includes uh, some drawings of Bigfoot with massive genitalia, <laughs> and apparently, even re- he recently wrote a book called "The Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him." And he threw this up on his Instagram. This is Denver's second scandal. The first was when he campaigned with scandal. a Senate Canada candidate. Named Corey Stewart, who's tied with white supremacists. Could the Bigfoot thing be more damaging to voters? No, no, that's a that's a scandal. The Bigfoot thing is just a weird habit. Yeah, well, here's the pictures that uh, have been taken down since. But one of them, uh, someone put his head on the Bigfoot. Dude's into Bigfoot porn. I yeah, and I don't know if that book's like he's joking or he's outside of the clan stuff. He sounds funny. Denver Riggleman. Yeah. What's Olivia Wilde's mom's qualifications? She makes hot chicks. We don't know her scandal yet. Yeah. Just well, wait. Just wait until you see what she's into. Bigfoot porn. That is that is out there. See the third because I'm finding it. Oh, it's private. Damn it. There it is. We got Bigfoot porn. Oh, you're gonna, I thought you were looking up censored. Bigfoot porn. I don't care about that guy's Instagram. Get me well, Bigfoot. Uh, well, porn. if you posted it on his Instagram, I figure that's the easiest place to find it. Other than Googling Bigfoot porn? I'll get you some Bigfoot porn. Hang on. It's got to be. And Brady is in tune. You're ready to go. <laughs> Brady's staring at a blank screen waiting for it to come up. Bigfoot porn is... Uh, can't have a huge following. Oh, they censored, they censored his wiener. He's got great abs, though. Bigfoot's been doing some sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> There's that shirt, that T-shirt. that I forget... I see it. I thought I saw it on some Instagram thing. Some guy was wearing it. It said "World Hide and Seek Champion All Time." It's a picture of Bigfoot. It's so true. 
It's time we stopped with the Bigfoot. Is that but the Jack Links thing at the ESPYs? Yeah. He uh, was a sponsor. Another reason not to watch the ESPYs. <laughs> if you needed more. Bigfoot porn, man. He's exhausted all the other porn to be bored to the point where he's like, I don't know. Maybe Bigfoot will get me going again. The cops in uh, Lucknow, India, wanted to reward people for being safe on the road by giving them flowers. Last week, they gave a rose to a guy who was wearing a helmet while he rode his motorbike. When he got home, his wife did not believe he got a flower from the cop. Thought he was coming home because he was cheating. So they got into a massive fight, and the guy had to go to the police station and have them track down a photo they took of the cop giving him the rose. Aww. They posted, and uh, she saw the photo. They're happy now. <laughs> Iraqi Airways. John, you ever flown? Nah, just a little quick tripper. Got bumped. I, yeah, I bounced over to Dallas once on the Iraqi flight. <laughs> well, two pilots got into a fight at 37,000 feet. <laughs> oh, how nervous would you be as the white guy on Iraqi Airlines? The pilots are yelling. Oh, this one's going into what? a wall. It was a heated argument over a food tray. See, the uh, co-pilot bacon asked the flight hostess, the air hostess, to bring him a meal tray. But he didn't ask for um, authorization from the pilot, from the captain. So then the air hostess comes in with a tray. Captain pushes it back, gets her out of there, and starts fighting with the guy. How dare you do this without getting my protocol permission? Man. Yep. I would hate being on an Iraqi Airlines flight, even for the most basic announcement. And that's my bigoted me would so kick angry. in his leg. Oh, God, what's he saying? Are we going into a building? He said to put on your seatbelt and get your seat straight up and down. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's horrible. Is he going to crash into the canyon? No, he says, look out the left side of the plane. There's a Grand Canyon. Oh, this isn't so bad. That's the one. We're going to die now, right? Drink service has been suspended due to turbulence. Oh, I don't like flying this $9 airline. Doors are wide open to the cabin. <laughs> right. There isn't even a door. The beaded curtain. <laughs> Got it all wrong. They They're love us up. now. It's liberated. <laughs> Case of an emergency water landing. Your seat is also a bomb. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Iraq's like the 51st state now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're pals. <laughs> You're going to keep us safe from Iraq. <laughs> Puerto Rico. <laughs> they welcome all 3,000 customers on the plane. In the event of a water landing, the horse sitting next to you will act as a flotation device. You know you will. <laughs> She's very experienced. She's experienced whore. <laughs> and as you all know, women float in water. Horse. Think of her flying Iraqi airline. Diet Coke, please. Boy, Puerto Rico would be pissed if we made <laughs> yeah, them. If we did it first. <laughs> they got their shovels out still in the... And that hurricane took us out for a year. What? Did you hear the news? <laughs> Yeah, see, Iraq is a state. <laughs> Those sons of <laughs> bitches. Well, they got oil. Adios, Mia. <laughs>
I don't think they say adios. Sure they do. do they? Spanish. Okay. Wouldn't they? Espanol. Last week, the fire department in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, I see why you'd say that. Because after that hurricane, most of them say there is no God. <laughs> I get it. I just think that's only on cartoon. Yeah. No, Adios Mio is a real thing. Oh, okay. Debbie does it downstairs all the time. Like you, you have no more special darks and someone ate all the crackles. Adios Mio, eat a good bar. She's got those little mini Hershey's. Nobody wants a good bar. So that's why there's 14 of them in there. So last week, the fire department at Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, got a call about a car that was on fire. What caused it? An exploding fidget spinner. Those are electric? Apparently, the people had a fidget spinner with a Bluetooth speaker inside, and they were charging it in the car when something malfunctioned. No one got hurt, but the pictures of the... uh, It gutted the car pretty good. The, uh... I was impressed by the beaded mat. They had them in both seats. It's nothing but the beads in the uh, passenger seat. (laughs) Did its job. Wow. That fidget spinner blew a car up that bad? Look at the beads. Beaded mat did a nice job. The seat's gone. The beaded mat survived. Sort of. Natural Light Beer is holding a contest right now where... Anyone could submit their resume. Uh, it's Natty Light. Yeah. I know. So here's the deal. You uh, send it to Natty Race Resume at naturallight.com. If your resume is picked, it'll be on the hood and the side of the NASCAR driver number 37, Chris Boucher. Your resume will? Yeah. It'll be a NASCAR's South Point 400 in September. They show a picture of... Uh, your name will be on the hood. Your skills on the uh, driver's side. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> if you're trying can... to get you hired, I guess. Uh, At 200 miles an yeah. hour, who can read it? Is that, is that John his first name? <laughs> oh, hey, you can read it. I guess. We'll end it with a couple of <laughs> videos. I says, don't discriminate, John. Iraqi pilots still do that noise pilots do before they talk. That. said enjoy your flight. <laughs> it did? I don't think Iraq Airlines flies over the Grand Canyon. Well, they, no, they're not. They go a lot of places they're they not land, supposed to. Yeah. They land in it. <laughs> <laughs> they land in. What are we doing over the Grand Canyon? Worst terrorists ever, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Who are they <laughs> going? Take out the hole. <laughs> hey, they trained here. They had to fly over yeah. at some okay. point. You yeah. know, but if they're going to crash into yeah. the Grand we'll show them. Oh, tell tell <laughs> that to the people on the plane. The worst would be they're they're a little ahead of schedule. They yeah. got there quicker, so we're gonna have to circle the building one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, some of our people are not in the place to put the bombs in the strategic location, so we have to fly around the building a couple. So we're in a holding pattern before we blow stuff up. Could you tell me what gate I can catch my connection to? You don't have to worry about that. He says it's funny you think you're going on another plane. <laughs> Iraqi air. How dare you?
I mean, Saudi Arabia's got enough trouble with their airlines, so you don't bring that stuff over here. Iraqi air. You've got, you should be spending money on other stuff. The first Brady video is a 39-second video of a dog uh, shooting a GoPro video of itself. They put it on a disc, and the dog <laughs> keeps it in his mouth. The other dogs chase him around. Or the owner's trying to catch him. They've trained him to soft hold the camera? Well, he's holding the disc with the GoPro mounted on it, so he keeps Oh. <laughs> That's horrifying. Wait, I'm going to That's back creepy. Here. I don't like this at all. This is... <laughs> he's doing power circles, checking <laughs> He's barely looking. Look yeah. at his eyes. Uh. He is flying. Okay, that's pretty great. <laughs> I like how the owner comes Nobody's back. He's catching me. His eyes kind of move. Around. Oh, yeah, they're checking to see who's uh, oh. running. One gets really close to him on the side and kind of brushes I him. could watch this all day. This should be on a on a that dog channel on DirecTV. Take a little oh, breeze. Come start him. There he comes. He's That's making the cool. move. Oh, he's right there. He's right on you. He's got, he's got your ear. It looks a little like Ben. It's like my guy. This is going to be on Megan Holmberg's oh, Facebook. Facebook immediately, sense. yeah. Oh, it's such a useful page. <laughs> She's gonna buy ten no, GoPros. No, 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 oh yeah, that'd be actually that would be pretty fun. I'd do that. More dog videos. People don't care. Yeah, they do. I got a lot of friends that do. Yeah, I'd block you, and I love the dog. <laughs> you know what's better? Just watching them. They're your dogs. There they are. <laughs> She's proud, John. I know. Proud dog. It's dumb. The final radio <laughs> video. Is this uh? video of an 18-year-old pizza guy in Michigan playing a customer's piano. It's going viral because he's self-taught, and he was delivering the Hungry Howie's pizza. Mm. He was eyeballing the piano. Wait, some, like somebody allowed the, the delivery guy they in? allowed him to come in and play the piano. Again, this is... This is all set up. This is... Please. You don't let, first off, you don't let the pizza guy come in. Very good for a pizza delivery man. Yeah. Too bad about his addictions. Started yeah, dancing on the bones at the age seven. Mm. Then why is he yeah. delivering pizza? Heroin. Well, that is a track mark on his Yeah. He hasn't been playing much lately. He hasn't seen a piano in a long time because he's been on a bender. <laughs> yeah, because he's in an empty apartment every night. Trevor won't get off the couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's good. He's very good at it. What a waste. You know what's going to happen now. Oh, he's going to give him a oh, piano. Yeah. He'll sell that, and, oh, sell that man, for heroin. Sell that for heroin, too. Sell that for heroin. This is another Ted Williams. This is another Ted Williams craft moment is. for this, you. This is one of those moments where they set something up and they're going to... Somebody will give him a bunch of stuff and then a couple of years you'll find out that his Twitter account is filled with racist piano songs. We just gave him a bunch of money to fund his racist David Allen co-recreation. He should send his resume into Natty Light. Still playing. The ending's spectacular. How about this point is when you regret letting the pizza boy in. I get it. You're good. I didn't need the whole symphony. Big fish. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that guy's high. Where's the pizza? Now get out of my house. You're the pizza man. Like, if you have, a, like, an oboe in the corner, and the pizza guy's like, here you go, man. Is that an oboe? May I? You play the oboe? Of course. Blow that horn, pizza boy. Is that a super bone back there? Whoa. I'm kind of versed in that. I don't believe you.
Come in, pizza man, said no one ever except for in porn. He misunderstood. He's like, would you like to stroke the bones? Pizza boy, I've seen it on the internet. Sure, I'll play. Uh, it's 7.43. There you go. That is your Brady Report. I like that dog video a lot. That's something I may test your at pizza. the house. Hey. The pizza man can't come in. Do you let the pizza man in? You're the Zamfir. You play the pan flute. <laughs> You've never let the pizza man in, have you? No. Never. And that's Brady, who, like, if you knock on the door, you get a, a weekend free. They're created by two dogs. Right. Every time. But even still, you let people in your home. Like, that shouldn't be a salesman, magazine people. Well, I ask him, you hungry? Right. You got pizza. He's going to... Come on in. 50-50 now. That's his tip. You barter the pizza Here's man with piece. his own product. But yeah, don't let the pizza man They're It's creepy. I have a friend who's a pizza delivery driver for extra money on the side. And when he delivers to a celebrity's house, he sends us the address. It's terrible. Especially around spring training when I know where all the Cubs live and I can drive in front of John Lester's place for a little while. Thanks a lot. Not supposed to do this, but I do it. Oh, that's... Hey, Lester, what are you doing here? I, I zillowed Lester's pad. And that's a pretty good price there. And I drove by it. Mm. He could have done better. It's kind of in a cluster of homes that looked exactly alike. I'm like, huh? He shouldn't have crawled through that window. No, no, he has nice stuff inside, though. He's not going to miss those candlesticks. You, uh, you bust in there to steal candlesticks? Well, that was the first thing I could grab. Oh. Was and the live, hurry. live, laugh, love sign. He was in there, so I had to run. He's not very fast. <laughs> I got the candlesticks. Everything in there is world champion candlesticks. So. Uh, it's 745. There you go. That's your Brady Report. Brought to you by our friends at Hooters. It's 98KUPD. 98 KUP, it's Ozzy right there barking at the moon. 8 o'clock on the dot, and uh, I get a lot of weird like uh, emails from people who are behind. It's almost like we've got uh, you know two different seasons of Game of Thrones going. Some guy emailed me, and he goes, just listening. Uh, Want to let you know, the smell is bromine you were talking about, not chlorine. Have a great day, Chris. Huh? Went back, I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, I was listening to the podcast. You're talking about the smell of the Pirates of the Caribbean water. Oh, yeah, yesterday. Thanks for... Stop back. Why are you listening to yesterday now? Getting caught up, man. Nothing's going to happen today that you're like, oh, they spoiled yesterday. We're not that far ahead. We're not that 2018, John. I know, but we're not that well thought out. How this works, dude? I can't listen to the live shows because I'm two shows behind. There may be things I just don't understand. You'll follow this red bouncing ball is not difficult. Don't talk about yesterday's show. Yeah, don't spoil it during today's show. You're going to ruin it. Exactly, you'll wreck it for the others. I'm just happy they listen whenever. I'm thrilled they listen. They can listen to podcasts from months ago. I say this. While the live show's going on, listen to that. If you're up, that's fine. If you're like, you know what? I think yesterday's show is probably where I need to be. I'm going to go ahead and listen to that during today's show. It's too confusing, especially if you're going to correspond with me about what you're hearing. Or you're just confused and you think you're listening to a live show and it's actually yesterday's show. I thought bromine was a bull. I didn't. I don't know what bromine is, but now I know that it's, it's a bromine. Bromine. B r o m i n. Bromine. It's uh, chlorine-free. Huh? It's a nice pool chemical. Okay. Spa. You put it in spas. Okay. And evidently under the Pirates of the Caribbean water. But thank you. Or maybe you Chris. I don't. Someone I hired does. Brady put his pool guy. Hat yeah. On. <laughs> Just letting you know, Bromont. 
You can smoke it. It's awesome. I'm sure you can. Put it in there. You can yeah. smoke anything, really. Yeah. Yep. All you kids out there who believe that, go ahead. <laughs> Plastic. Let's. Everything is smokable. Especially those firecrackers. I'm so high on paint chips. Oh, yeah. You can smoke anything you want. Uh, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, thanks for keeping I'm like, I can't follow along with where you are. There's only one of me, even though there's two of me in your world, because you listen to two different things at once. During commercials, I switch to yesterday's show and answer questions from it. It's too hard. I don't know what you're up to. Uh, speaking of things we've got to do immediately, though, we've got to get rid of these Offspring tickets. Uh, they're here with the three of them. And uh, Offspring is going to be tonight, opening up. You can get out of there by 9 o'clock. It's going to be a nice night. Monsoon blows through. Done with Offspring. Another baboon coming to town, yeah. maybe. Head home. All that weird band plays you off. Uh, great stuff. So you got that going tonight. We got tickets for you. If you want to go see them, we're going to give those away. Uh, what else is in there? We got tickets to the Comedy Festival coming up yes. in October. That thing is massive. Uh, big old party we're having in October. We'll give you tickets to that as well. We'll tell you how you can win them next. It's 98 KUPD. It's Slipknot. 8.18 in the morning sickness. And uh, yeah, I have nearly forgotten, uh, but there was reminded uh, that Ted Nugent is going to call us in about 11 and a half minutes. And yesterday... His publicist was very, very clear that it's at 8.30 and that it has to be at 8.30. You don't ice Ted. A couple of different emails. Is it 8.30 or is it 8.33? And be sure you're coming out of news and commercials and not music because Ted's not... He's he's not a good on-hold person. (laughs) He doesn't like being on-hold and listening to other people's music. So and we learned he that hates last time. Everybody yeah. else's music. He right. Hates everybody. I'm going to talk to him about that. That's none of his business. So you don't program our show to come on and promote your show. Right. I don't tell him what to play Sunday when he's in town. I'm not going to go. All right. Here's what you're going to open with, and here's how it's going to go. Because I'm not a real good concert goer. If things start going against me. Yeah, no, just, Teddy. Yeah, we don't need to, uh, you know, do everything for for Ted here. Right. Just because you don't like Slipknot, Ted. Yeah. Doesn't we mean do we a can't show every day without him. Fairly successfully. He's not going to come in here in one day and go, all right, let's revamp this entire thing just to suit Uncle Teddy. No. I like the guy. I think he's I think he's endlessly entertaining. Agree with him or not, I think he's hilarious. But uh, you can't start barking that out. Last time he was on with us, we played a Lemmy song. I think Lemmy, uh, his, his anniversary or his birthday or whatever of his yeah. death or something, we're like, here's one for Lemmy. Uh, and we went right into Ted Nugent. He went bananas talking about how, how do you play Lemmy going into an interview with, with Ted, the Motor City Madman. Oh, play some Ted Nugent. I'm like, no, people want to hear Lemmy. He's done that because I remember remember the uh, reality show with Damnocracy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he was at a radio station. They were playing Puddle of Mud, and he went on like a 10-minute tirade about right. them playing Puddle of Mud while he's in the studio. We don't want to wait through someone else's tune. <laughs> so. Come on, man. Cue up a little Copacabana because I'm going into the Barry Manilow riff. <laughs> we're doing it. Uh, we'll have Ted Nugent join us in just a oh, moment. Please do that. Oh, I'm fine with that. Play a little Barry and see what he does. <laughs> we'll put him on hold too while Copa plays. <laughs> All right, let's get to the yeah, Ted we'll, Nugent we'll interview. We'll interrupt everything. Start off with a bang. Fire up like Weekend in New England. That's too slow. <laughs> Copa Cabana will piss him off because it was a Peter Allen song. <laughs> Tripp and I were talking about that last night. Bandstand. Bandstand's too hip. Copa Cabana will piss him off. Yeah, that'll, that'll get him going. It's gay and feathery and weird. That'll get him fired up. But we'll play a little Manilow. I'll tell him how much I love Manilow. Don't to write to poke the, the Nuge. We're poking the Nuge. <laughs> and then I'm going to do my hilarious new Iraqi pilot character, era. and it's just going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Texas are asking you to make a YouTube video of the Iraqi airline pilot. Well, I, why? Oh, you mean like a cartoon? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. Jose Miza in there on that. There we go, yeah. I just had uh, uh, beers with him a little bit ago. Jose, you got to get on that. We'll make a cartoon. 
Got to figure out a way to pay that guy. He makes great cartoons, but the Iraqi pilot. It's a smash hit. Smash hit. It's a smash. Yep. Pause. Hit. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Ted Nugent joins us in just moments. We've got to time it just right. He's going to be on next. It's 98. 98 KUPD, it's the offspring there. That's Concert Psyching Rock for this evening as the offspring will be playing live uh, tonight. Uh, Ted Nugent is about to be on hold. Ladies and gentlemen, the only intro music that would be acceptable because last time he got so mad at us. I bring you the Motor City Mad Men. It's Ted Nugent. Ted, are you there? Ted? Wait, you gotta get on there. Oh, there it is, right there. There he is, Ted. Are you there? Sorry, the phones weren't working. Where's that damn button? Yeah, it did. Are you? <laughs> I was enjoying Barry Manilow so much, I couldn't, I couldn't stop uh, listening That's to that. That's hunting music, the right there. Oh, yeah. I can handle anything. I'm from Detroit, man. We weren't the murder capital because we're more violent. We're just better damn shots, okay? <laughs> you got mad at us last time because we played a Lemmy song. You called. We went right to you, and you're like, "Where's my music?" Like we're told by your. Well, you're such disconnected dirtbags. I had to put you in your place, man. Why does that make us dirtbags? Lemmy is a quality rock yeah, musician. I agree with him. Yeah, what's wrong with Manilow? Yeah. Don't even try. Is this Brady trying to make this ridiculous case? Yes. yes. Yeah, Brady will side with you. It's ridiculous. Good, it's good morning, not. Brady. Good morning, Creepy Ian Dick Toledo. How the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> what about me, Ted? John Holmberg, host of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. John, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Ted. <laughs> uh, we, we got no reason we played a little berry for you there. Two reasons, actually. We were told you're a bad holder. Is that your reputation? You don't like holding and listening to other people's songs. Oh, I think I'm the greatest holder in the world. I just think it's a stupid idea, and I try to avoid stupid ideas. If we're going to do an interview, let's get it on, dirtbag. <laughs> right, yeah. I agree. I'm with you on that. Now, can you first off wish Brady's uh, 10-year-old daughter a happy birthday today? I've got a follow-up for that. Her name is Kirby. Absolutely. What's her name? Kirby. Kirby, Kirby Bogan. Kirby, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Kirby. Happy birthday to you. Uncle Ted loves you, you little monkey. How about that? You got a That's happy birthday awesome. serenade from the great Ted Nugent. Yes. And what, what advice would you give a 10-year-old kid in America today, Ted? Geez, uh, I would rather give the advice to the parents and uh, make sure that you discipline your child and that you do their chores every day and they have a sense of belonging to the family and that they realize that they're gift of life includes a sacred temple which should be fueled with quality fuel and no poison no drugs no alcohol no tobacco and no garbage processed foods and keep your spirit alive by being the best that you can be and any parent that doesn't do that is a terminal dirt bag wow <laughs> there you go i That's gotta get on advice. that yeah Brady, you know, you'd, you'd like to you'd like to poke fun at that but you can't no you can't. There's no poking fun of it. Now, how long would you allow? Yeah, let me tell you. Oh, let me Jesus. Tell you. God, you go ahead. My, I got a whole gaggle. I got wonderful sons and daughters and grandkids. And as effervescent as I am, <laughs> I don't compare to the absolute spirit and piss and vinegar and attitude and, and beautiful humanity that is my family. I'm the, I'm the luckiest dad in the world. Do you have any of your kids that started to, you started to think, whoa, boy, this one's going to let me down? <laughs> no, they're just all wonderful. That's because they were disciplined. They were they were involved from the earliest years of their lives. And uh, I've got uh, my 14th grandkid was born here recently. Oh, and yeah. My daughter's already disciplining it. So, no, we're in good shape, man. My, I just spent the time with my uh, brothers and sister. Uh, our family is really, really close. We uh, have a great, great family campfire. Do they okay. all hunt? 
Uh, not all of them. Some of them do. Um, they're, they're all pretty casual about it um, because some of them live in New York City and Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, San Francisco. They commute and they're all over the map. Um, so it's rare that they have access to those ultimate hunting grounds like their dear old daddy and grandpa and brother does. But uh, they all hunt to some degree, and they all love a good shank of venison on the grill. <laughs> Ted, uh, how long did you let all of your kids sleep in your room with your wife? How many years did it last? Because Brady's daughter still sleeps on the floor in his room. She's 10 today. <laughs> Man, that might be a mistake. Yeah, we've been telling him that for years, Ted. Maybe you the can hammer's coming down, Ted, Ted. I'm talk some sense it. into him. We've been trying to get it. No, that, you're, you're not serious. It's dead 10? serious. 10 years old, she still sleeps on the floor <laughs> in the bedroom. Sad. By ten, all my kids had jobs. <laughs> um, no, I would say I'd say that's we have a brand new uh, German Shepherd puppy from the Michigan State Police Canine Unit, and it's thirteen weeks old. And I'd like to think that before any human becomes a parent, they should own puppies. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and teach puppies how to conduct themselves in a responsible manner to the best of a canine ability. But no, I would say that the sooner you can, you know, cut the umbilical cord and get that kid to be independent and realize that there's a time to go to sleep and a time to do stuff. And it's not going to happen in the first couple years, but shortly yeah. thereafter, I would think. Yeah, you'd think so. Like 10, 10 oh, By the long. way, by the way, just yeah. so you know, that not only am I the Motor City Madman, full-time, by the way, mm -hmm. but I'm all, I was also father of the year at my kid's school because I, I initiated the room father program, not the room mother program, nice. though I would have been a great room mother, but I did uh, the room father, and I was father of the year, and I wrote Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. So there's a diversity that I think we can all embrace. That's fantastic. Now, there are many fathers out there that would consider you to have ruined their daughters, I'm sure, early on in your career as well. So that kind of goes back and forth, father of the year, but also you took care of some young ladies as well. Well, there are some uh, early uh, years in a young man's life where <laughs> a, a young man should do what a young man should do, and I tried to do it with the best of my ability, and damn, that was a good era. <laughs> it was. It was a nice time, wasn't it? Do you think that... It inspired uh, some great music, too. You tell me you don't have sex to stranglehold. Come on! Oh, I, every time I hear it. <laughs> Especially when you're by yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I mean, hoping I listen someone's to, there. Uh, Ted, sometimes I listen to you in the car. <laughs> uh, my music is inspired. I would say that my music is inspired by you know everything. A guy I do interviews all the time, and yeah. a guy asked me what inspires my music, and I think my one of my greatest responses was everything between short skirts and train wrecks. Um, <laughs> but the music, the music is a, is a representation of this unlimited adventure of my seventy years clean and sober. So yeah, there's a lot of sexuality and a lot of uh, defiance and a lot of rebellion and, and a lot of outrageous fun goofiness too so yeah. it, i cover all the bases well your shows are that i'll give you i mean like going to your show and it's here sunday night you're going to be here in phoenix it is it is a uh, it is a, a a very peculiar energy that that is not found in too many it places. is it's unbelievable my band by the way my band god am i the luckiest guitar player in the world or what greg smith on the bass guitar Without question, the greatest bass player that has ever lived. I mean, ever. This is James Jamerson and Funkadelic. This is uh, Tim Bogart meets John Paul Jones. Greg Smith is the greatest rhythm god in the bass guitar, and and Jason Hartless, twenty three years old from Detroit, probably the greatest drummer on the planet. And what these guys do to my songs every night is literally out of body but they said to me we recorded a new record called the music made me do it because the music made me do it right and when we're recording of course it's not just outrageous sonic bombast and rhythm and blues and old odes to 
James Brown and Wilson Pickett and the Motown Funk Brothers, but we shoot machine guns and grill lots of dead stuff in between songs. <laughs> so there's a real energy there. But they said to me during the session, because it's so outrageous, the energy and the spirit of our music, that they said if the 25-year-old Ted Nugent showed up, I'd kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any, like, because you're always talking about your bombast and everything else. I remember uh, you used to, and I've been reminded of this a couple times, you used to shoot a bow and arrow at Tommy Shaw's uh, guitar or when they, because they, you guys would jokingly start to play uh, Sticks Babe when you were with Damn Yankees. And you would, well, let me, let me clarify that. Because you'd blow his music up. Yeah, but I just, okay, i got to follow up. Go ahead, tell me what we're and it, it's not It's not far off, but I did shoot flaming arrows into guitars and into, you know, animal targets and into effigies of uh, uh, Janet Reno and Saddam Hussein, you know, all the enemies sure. of humankind. And uh, <laughs> But when we did the damn Yankees tour, Tommy would come out with this acoustic guitar and start their, it, it's the Babe, that, Babe. that's a stick yeah. song, right, yep. Babe? Yep. Yeah, he'd start strumming Babe, and of course, I'm allergic to anything that has, has any reference at all to Peter, Paul, and Mary strumming. You're not you're not supposed to strum a guitar. You're supposed to pound it and grind it. But anyhow, for a cute entertainment moment, um, Tommy would go out there and his, he's such a doll. He's like this cute little white guy in a huge, angry black man's body. <laughs> he's got so much soul, it's just outrageous. So he'd... he'd do this funny little thing with the babe intro, and I'd come over there and grab the guitar and just smash the ah, living hell out of it. Okay. And it was a great moment in rock and roll entertainment. It would but be great. I never shot an arrow into Tommy's guitar, but I shot arrows into effigies of my guitars. I have a beautiful Gibson Birdland made by the master craftsman at Gibson. It's the Great White Buffalo. It's all white with crossed arrows, and it's got the Great White Buffalo in my name on the neck. Just an absolute piece of art. And I, when I play the Great White Buffalo song, which is a which is uh, paying homage to the Native Americans' lifestyle, their conservation ethic lifestyle. Um, at the end of Great White Buffalo, I I walk over to the amplifiers, and it looked like I hung up this beautiful the guitar is worth a half a million dollars, and it looked like I hung it up. Then I go across the stage and grab my bow, and they'd swat my real Gibson Birdland to a replica, and then I'd shoot a flaming arrow into it and blow it to smithereens. So nice. that was that was some eye candy that I think even the Rolling Stones penis replica was uh, eclipsed by. <laughs> and when you can eclipse a Rolling Stone penis, That's you know right. you're on the right track. Yeah, the penis eclipse is rare. I don't think Keith Richards would have yeah. any shot yeah. at uh, putting an arrow in his no. guitar. I don't think. Yeah, would you would you go out I shooting with Keith? So. You know there was. I got to tell you there on my Facebook. I love this media i got millions of facebookers and there's some funny funny damn people on there but truth logic and common sense owns the day god bless them but there's a gal who at the let's see if i can remember all this called uh, uh up in saginaw michigan daniel's den when i first started shooting my bow this is 1967 i started shooting my bow on stage at a flaming skull we'd have a skull on top of the amps and my brother would set it on fire and i'd jump back with the guitar screaming and feeding back and the band just going berserk. And I'd shoot this flaming arrow at a flaming skull, and it ricocheted off the skull. Thank God I had a rubber blunt that you use for hunting small game environments. And the, the rubber blunt bounced off the flaming skull, went through the window behind the stage, and hit a gal in the forehead. <laughs> no, that's not funny. <laughs> no. It, it wasn't quite, it really wasn't funny, but here's the funny part. Number one, that it wasn't a litigious society. Uh, that's true. And number two, the girl had me sign the arrow. Well, <laughs> now that's cool. See there, that's somebody who gets it. she came on Facebook and shared it, and I remembered it. it was really, 
really a moment. I was scared yeah. to death that night, though. Yeah, there should, there, I bet you were. And even not being litigious, you had to think to yourself, I'm done. Indeed. Well, you can get an autograph, or you can get a guitar pick, or you can get hit in the head with an arrow by Ted Nugent. I think, I think once again, I've eclipsed the penis. It's true. The penis has been long eclipsed. Now, you say you mentioned social media. <laughs> Ted, the, the world has gone mad with social media and, uh, and retroactive, uh, you know, uh, justice. That's everybody's going back twenty years with their with their Facebooks, Twitters, and when things they've 12. said, and all these other. Yeah, when you're ten, eleven years old, in, in two thousand and ten. And people are getting in trouble for that. Are you worried? Shouldn't you just shouldn't you just cancel the Twitter and stuff? All the things you've said, you got to get that erased. No, I love everything I said. The most offensive <laughs> stuff in, in the world is my favorite stuff. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I'd like to think that it can be um, celebrated. For example, this morning I've been sharing pictures with my sons and daughters and grandkids up at the lake and videos on my uh, I don't know what this Instagram whether it's yeah. Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. But they send it to me on my phone, and I was on my Facebook to, to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, talking about you know bizarre political insanity and the the phenomenal connection I have musically with all these people in 2018 that are coming to some of them are coming to like my 190th concert they've been to, and they're raving that this is the best tour of my life, which is absolutely correct. So it, it can be used for really, really positive, beneficial stuff. Sure. Plus, like I helped get Donald Trump elected, that had a lot to do with social media, waking people up out of their curse of apathy and getting involved and in making sure that the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Golden Rule still meant something, and we needed a, a defiant status quo destroying president in Donald Trump, and we did. So there's a lot of benefits if you use it properly. Sure, and I, I, I oddly enough, just spoke with William Shatner about that, and he said the same thing. It could be, it could be used in such a positive way but it's not so my like don't you worry that somebody who gets a, a wild thorn in their side for ted nugent's going to go scrolling back and say this out of context will will get him going i don't think you would care oh, they've, almost... done that. they've done that forever i mean they they, they just lie about me they can't debate me because i eat their family tree and spit sawdust in their face <laughs> um because i got all the evidence and truth logic and common sense on my side so they have to hate and claim that i told the native americans to go back where they came from well you yeah. you have to be somebody on the left and not realize the native americans came from here you goofball right um they, they claim i say stuff that i've never said they claim i dodged the draft i didn't dodge the draft they claim i adopted courtney love or some damn thing i've never met courtney love you can tell i don't have who a made that claim when um, did that happen i don't remember you even being embroiled in that is that true that they claim that? Well, they, they claim it. Huffington Post, the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, they just make stuff up that I've never said. You and I have talked, you know, a little bit in life. It's not like we're we're long lost campfire buddies and we know each other intimately. Sure. But I'm really, really easy to figure out. Yeah. And with even just a couple interviews, you can tell when someone puts quotes around words that you know that I didn't say that. Right. I mean, well, you're an you open know, book, so, so even if you did, you'd admit to it. Uh -oh. oh, there you go. Your phone cut out there for a second. I was just, I was just saying, you're an open book, so it's one of those things where you're, you're not really hiding from anything. So you're kind of immune now, to Twitter. You notice that? Yes, I don't hide. Yeah. You know, and I not only don't I hide, but I don't really put myself out there for the public intentionally. But when you're celebrating a musical tour or you're involved with politics and trying to get back on a constitutional course, um, you should use every resource at your disposal. And as a we the people experimenter in self government that has saluted too many flag draped coffins to bail out, um, I am involved. I am an activist. I am a we the people. So I use 
all resources available to me to try to get truth, logic, common sense, and the American way out in the forefront. And it's been very successful. We have a president that represents working hard, playing hard America, and he, we're so on the right track that um, I've used these resources uh, effectively, if not with outright damn aplomb. <laughs> now, I have to get this because I know you're just you're going to have an opinion on it, and I just want to hear it. Give me your take on the NFL uh, anthem thing. Fix it, Ted. Well, it's pretty simple. Um, this is an experiment in self-government that has been fought and uh, sanctified and, and earned with the blood and guts and lives of heroes of the U.S. military in clear and unambiguous battles, uh, World War II, Korea. Uh, Vietnam was a royal cluster whack. Um, but still, they dedicated themselves to fight communism, which can only be um, saluted and thanked, though our government held them back and wouldn't allow the warriors to win. That's a different subject altogether. Right. So I would like to think that if you are an American, we should go back to Ellis Island, where you have to deny any allegiance to any other country other than the United States. If you're going to be an American citizen, you have to pledge allegiance to America and nobody else. And here's the horror about taking a knee during the national anthem by these dirtbags in the NFL. Their whole premise is a lie. Nobody's hands were up, and nobody got shot. Trayvon Martin was, was killed in self-defense. Michael Brown was killed in self-defense. Even Eric Holder, who tried to manipulate it, and Barack Obama tried to in manipulate it, had to finally acquiesce and admit the two thugs were killed in self-defense. So taking a knee is a lie, which makes you a liar. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> I didn't say there a word. You there you I go. Think, I don't know. Yeah, that's see. There's Ted Nugent's stance right there. Now, what do you say way, to? That's not an opinion. That's the truth. Okay, when well, that's the thing, what do you say to somebody who has a different opinion? Wrong. Okay. Michael well, Brown didn't have his hands up and he didn't get shot. What about the Eric Garner one? Yeah. I can't breathe one. I mean, he was what just standing. Eric Garner? How about Eric? Get a job and don't fight the police. Have you noticed that? He didn't fight the police. He got choked out. Because he was fighting and resisting the police. <laughs> Did you watch the video? I saw the video. <laughs> I saw the video. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. He wasn't fighting the here's, police. Here's a little tip. Here's a little tip. When, when you're confronted by the police, shut up and obey until they find out that you're not guilty of something. But in every one of these cases, the guys that got killed asked for it. Wow. Uh, there you go. I, I See? I'll give you the other ones, maybe, yeah. but Eric Garner, I... I don't know, man. Yeah, I, but so you're saying I do know. Check out, check out his police record. Check out his life. Okay, was Eric, was Eric Gardner an asset or a liability? Who knows what was he, he could have been? He's dead family, now. Or was he a liability <laughs> to his family? I I don't know what he could have been, Ted. Yeah. He's dead. I think he was a liability. I think he was a thug Why? and a criminal. So if you have a criminal record, you're illegal. a thug and you're you're done. Life's over. But if not not if you don't fight back, it's not. But if you fight back or run he with a gun fight. in your hand, the guy is. was too fat to fight back. He <laughs> fell over. I, I think <laughs> he got choked watch, out. Watch that, the watch the video. I, I have watched yeah. the video multiple times. He laid on the ground and got choked out. Like I'm with you. The cops get a bad rap, they, and it's most of the time they're not at fault. That time was a little bit different, though. They they could have stopped choking him. Well, there's there's a lot of little bit difference out there, but again, those that don't resist and fight back and aren't caught with illegal activities and just obey the cops, you know what they are? They are alive. Yeah, I just so I don't like, disagree with that. I wonder yeah. how I can survive.
survive this encounter. Yeah. I'm always the, the one the who says, like. are clear, unless you've been raised to defy authority and to resist and to, and to commit crimes. Here's a good idea. You want to live and have a good American life? Do not commit crimes. That's good that's advice. A, that's great advice. That's I, really I, good I advice. I give that to you, yeah, but I would venture to say you, you're going to have plenty of people with criminal records coming to your shows. That's true. So their their lives aren't over. But if they don't they resist, because oh, you know, yeah. they didn't fight back. Okay. Yeah. So they're still alive. That's why they're at a shows. Now, if a bunch of dead people That's show right. up at your shows, it's going to be people. not going to be. Yeah, <laughs> live people are the better audience. <laughs> yeah. That's why they say that. Let me let, yeah. let me give you a little perspective, and, and so you you're not just believing that you're talking to a goofy ass guitar player, which you are, um, <laughs> that doesn't have any perspective outside a goofy ass guitar player's life. I've been a sheriff deputy in Lake County, Michigan since 1984. I've conducted federal raids, a fugitive task force for murderers and rapists and child molesters and, and, and drug dealers. I've kicked down doors at 3 o'clock in the morning um, holding guns on dangerous, violent people where the, the, the very real threat of life and death is it owns the air. You're scared to death because you're after devils. You're after people that rape and murder and torture children, and you need to put handcuffs on them. But Until you've been in that situation, it's better that you really contemplate conditions of a law enforcement encounter, but it's better if you dig deeper and examine the cops that didn't come home because they didn't take an aggressive life in uh, you know, protecting uh, encounter, and that they did the right thing, erring on the side of surviving the encounter. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it that the media will not report accurately. And until you've been with your, you know, facing a charging lion, it's better that you don't make a comment on how to handle a charging lion. Well, see, lion. and that's, we just lost a cop last week who was just four months on the job because that's, and uh, all they the police, yeah, the, the police, that I, I got a lot of cop friends and everything else, they said that the one thing that, that we have to remind ourselves constantly is uh, there is no such thing as a routine stop. There, you, you just can't walk into it thinking this one's going to be easy because you just don't know hey, what's man, on the other side of the Here's what you do, you know. I, I'm, I'm probably the most loving guy in the world. Would you all agree with that? I've, I've, yes. I've yeah. felt nothing but love. I want, I want to hug guy. you right now. <laughs> I, I feel a hug through the phone lines. I actually have a, a, a spiritual erection. Um, <laughs> being that as it may, um, but I got, a, I got a 1962 Lincoln Continental cigarette lighter all heated up, so I think I can cauterize it. And it'll, it'll call <laughs> oh, you'll down. be fine. You'll be Anyhow, fine. Anyhow. Are you following me on this vision? Yes. Yeah, you're spiritually yeah. hard. That's a great radio vision I'm offering you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's your big uh, ghost day. Play that back and try to figure out what the <laughs> hell I just said. Anyhow, so <laughs> since I didn't invent love, but I did perfect it long ago, <laughs> you, would, you would be hard-pressed to find a guy who is more gregarious and more loving and giving, and I have these people pay a lot of money to meet me backstage every night, and we donate it to military charities and children's charities, and we're, we're very active in a lot of charities with a lot of really giving, generous, loving American families that just give and give and give. But when I meet the people, I'm smiling and I'm laughing and I, I'm cracking jokes because I'm a funny guy. And it's all positive and very spirited and, and uplifting, but within that sphere of absolute gushing love, I'm prepared to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't yes. see that story going that direction. But yes. You didn't see that coming. No, I did not. I, you're not supposed I, to 
yeah. Uh, it's succinctly. I get you. I, 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 Good night, everybody. Yeah, I title my uh, my similar kind of life view as everyone's an asshole until they prove me wrong. That's but, right. Now yeah, you're talking. Yeah, but that you you go a different you go a different route, and I really like the way you explain that. I was I sunk into well, your spiritual and I like direction. The approach. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well and the, pe- the people that do come reciprocate. I mean, they they have such a cocky attitude, and they love the music, and they love the constitutional politics that I that I push and I I promote and I celebrate. So, it, if ever there was a gaggle of humanity that are just the best people in the world, those would be found backstage. Right. In fact, I've been on the phone all morning with all my Arizona buddies and Sheriff Joe Arpaio and all my 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 Spirit of the Wild uh, producer uh, editor Dave Watson who lives right there. I'm trying to get a hold of. Alice Cooper, I'm getting all my Arizona buddies, and we're having a great big Uncle Ted ginger ale party after the concert at the Celebrity Theater. And you would not be able to find a better gang of great, great people, great families, great Americans, solidly in the asset column for their family, neighborhood, community, country, and the good Mother Earth than backstage at a Ted Nugent celebrity concert. So these are the these are the priorities in my life. So that's where all this positive energy comes from, to all the positive people that I'm surrounded by every day. And see, I look at this whole thing. like People can disagree with whatever you say, and I find you endlessly entertaining. But I, I, the, one of the things that I, I don't understand is why you catch such a bad rap for speaking your mind. But I just watched Pearl Jam, who I have the utmost musical respect for. I think they're a great fan. But he's, uh, Eddie Vedder spent 20 minutes on stage just ripping. I mean, ripping anyone who disagrees with him. A ripping America uh, in Ameri- London. America in London. It just went off, and I'm like, that's okay. I, I feel like that's okay, too. Yeah. But why, like, it seems like you kind of get you kind of get the hammer thrown at you for when you do it, like you're some sort of a nutbag, and Eddie gets the praise. Well, I think it's great that, uh, once again, what Eddie Vedder represents, I mean, he, you can Google a rant on stage. I'm, I'm not allowed to say the flaming F word on your radio show. But he, F. Nugent, F. Ted Nugent, don't yeah. you ever, because every guitar player is is angry that they didn't write the incredible stranglehold guitar <laughs> That's so deep down what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. it's all jealous. Every They're just jealous. at some point whips out their, their feeble attempt at the stranglehold It's a good song, but this is no stranglehold. Yeah, so basically he's and, taken and, a, a anyway, stance against you for, uh, politically and everything else because he didn't come up with stranglehold because he was only four. <laughs> Well, well, except that when Eddie's guitar player started, there's a video on, the, on on YouTube somewhere where his guitar players, you know, attempting to do the stranglehold lick, and it was it wasn't a bad try. Right. And and Eddie just went berserk with his hate towards me. Yeah. And why does he hate me? I'll tell you why. Because I believe in self defense. He doesn't. I believe in the Second Amendment. He doesn't. I believe in secure borders. He doesn't. I believe that you have to be an American to vote in America. He doesn't. I believe that you have to balance the deer herd every year to make room for next year's fawns. He doesn't. I believe that venison is the best, most nutritious protein available to mankind, and it's renewable, and it's organic, and he doesn't. He, I don't believe that comfortably numb is a good condition for anybody, because I wouldn't want my babysitter comfortably numb. No. I wouldn't want my pilot comfortably numb. I wouldn't want my band comfortably numb. But Eddie Vedder thinks that comfortably numb is the ultimate condition. So we don't agree on that, and I would never want to hurt hurt Eddie Vedder, but his hate for me is hysterical. Yeah, he goes nuts Absolutely hysterical. So, once again, I stand with people of conscience, people of goodwill and decency, and Eddie Vedder is so comfortably numb so often that he has lost his 
like how you end all these things yeah. like they're here. All right, Eddie, you can go. That's yeah. just it. Get could him you, out. Could Bring you be, the next deal. Could you be friends with Eddie despite all these disagreements, do you think? Um, it, highly unlikely. I would, yeah. but I would be absolutely up to sitting down and... If you'd like to smoke some dope and I could have a ginger ale with some French vanilla ice cream in it, um, uh, I would be more than happy to hear him out and identify the failures of his presumptuousness and his, his, his running yeah. from logic and truth and the evidence that brings quality of life to people because he's against all the evidence that brings quality of life to people. Now, but Ted, wait, your quality quality of life could be different for other people. They have a different quality of life. He thinks it's Well, if you're stoned all the time, you're wrong. <laughs> He's not stoned quality all the stoned life. a lot. He is stoned a lot. not comfortably numb. Now, I, now uh, just to retort that a little bit, because you were I watched a podcast with you and Joe Rogan. And Joe was... Is, that beautiful or what? It was really good. It was a really good interview. But Joe is incredibly... Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if the interview was, uh, uh, trying to change your mind, but he's incredibly persuasive about the weed thing. He used to be like you, I think, more against it than not. And now well, he's. Medicinal purposes. Well, no, he's people. into it for his own, like, he does it for, as a, as a boost for his, for his, uh. Yeah, we got along great. We got along great. But did you look at him and think maybe I could, has anyone ever changed your mind? Is a clumsy way of asking that. Has anyone gotten around to you and saying, you know what? Uh, I see Joe Rogan's point. There's a lot of guys who do the, the, the martial arts that Joe does that do, partake in the in the weed and it seems to be it, it, like activates them do you did you at any no, point think maybe i'm maybe i maybe i'm a little hard on that one um no i i think you're i think you're uh, uh addressing it properly and and openly and, and and compassionately and empathetic um but i think the alteration that takes place when you have alcohol and certain herbs, <laughs> including marijuana and all the others, that you are less of a capable human being with all the wonderful attributes and, and spirit of a human being. When that is dulled, I do not believe, and I will never be convinced, in my lifetime of stepping over stoned, yeah. drunk, drooling, puking idiots, and warning them that by being stoned and drunk, and puking and drooling and stumbling that they're going to die. I told Jimi Hendrix he would die. I told John Belushi he was going to die. I told heroin's Keith yeah. Moon. Still. I told Keith Moon he was going to die. I told Bon Scott he was going to die. And you're a real downer I, at a party. I, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Especially when they die. I imagine their family yeah, was really having a good time that yeah. day. But who's died from pot? Well, no, he's saying the gateways and other I get it. Alcohol and, and they all right. do it every day. Let me tell you something. I'm not going well, to name names, but current names. Oh, go Friends ahead. of mine who I have nothing but great respect and love for are dead because they smoke dope every day because comfortably numb is so cool. It's not cool because when your family needs you, if you're comfortably numb, you will not be there for them. What about when they don't need you? Like you take a day off, like a Sunday, everybody's kind of doing their it's own. Your day. Can it's I, your day. Can I be? Away? Yeah. Is all right. A... All right. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Nobody plays or, or applies themselves with such fire and such out of body, insane energy as I do every night on stage. True. But I catch projectiles. <laughs> you know, when people throw stuff on stage, I don't just dodge them; I catch them. So I'm I'm really comfortably attentive, yeah. but I'm also out of body and letting the music guide my very soul on stage, but I still have my radar working. 
And remember, the Motor City Madman playing Motor City Madhouse and Stranglehold and Dog Eat Dog and all these outrageous Great White Buffalo intense, outrageous, high-energy, high-velocity songs. I climb a tree every morning, October, November. Oh, yeah. Dear Stan, December, baby. Yeah. January and February. And I, I bet if you took my blood pressure and pulse, you'd start CPR. <laughs> because I'm flatlining in my predator bow hunting tree stand, absorbing the spirit of the wild around me, hearing, tasting, sensing, feeling every pulse of every flora and fauna, the wind itself. And I am so relaxed that you you can't come up with a more relaxed condition. But I am at the same time cocked, locked, and ready to rock the Glock dock. <laughs> because you can do both if you dig right. inside yourself. Uh, you, you guys have to know and admit that humans use a small percentage of their intellect, their spirit, and their overall sensuality on a daily basis. Sure. We, we only utilize a small percentage. My belief, absolute belief, is that when you really dig inside yourself, hey, journey to the center of the mind maybe, but not through chemicals, through your own self-perspective, your own self-introspective. If you dig deep, you can be that mother that lifts the truck off their baby. You can perform miracles and run up the stairs of that tower that's on its way down and save people in a superhuman capability. If you dig deep and find the ultimate inner self that God gave us in this miracle of creation, and you don't need outside stimuli. See, I just want outside stimuli to avoid that there's a baby under a car and a building on fire. That's the that's the thing I'm yeah, trying to dodge. for nothing. <laughs> right, well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm helpful. I'm just saying that that's, that's the reason a lot of people do it is because they can't cope with what's actually happening. Oh, there's no question. All the dead rockers, all the dead artists, all the dead guys, the, the celebrity thing is so unnatural. Yeah. The stardom thing is such jive that in their failure, and we all fail at process, and I've... I've succeeded in processing it because the deer don't care how many records I've sold. Right. My parenting and grandparenting skills have nothing to do with any stardom or celebrity. i got to shovel my dog kennels this morning. I have to fix the truck. I have to change the filter in my air system. I have to fix the pipe under the sink. I'm a, I'm a utilitarian, down-to-earth, grounded guy that kills my own food, guts my own barbecue, and cleans up after my dogs. If you <laughs> let celebrity take you over, it is so unnatural and stupid that you get drunk and stoned to avoid it, and then you die. <laughs> but death comes to all of us, Ted. But you don't need to. You can find the beast within, and you can overcome. I mean, look at all the... The, the death from opiates and fentanyl. Oh, yeah. Come on. Who told Mr. Han to pick up Mr. Poison and stick it in Mr. Arm? Yeah. No, that one that I don't get. Independent thought. Come on. I'll never understand that. Do you have any regrets, Ted? It sounds like you're, you're, you've never felt like you've, like everything you've done, you're confident in. What's the one thing you look back and go, Ted, you were wrong? Well, I cheated on my wife. Oh, really? That's unforgivable. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was public record, but they never talk about that. They they claim I adopted Courtney Love. 
Um, it wasn't with Courtney Love, was it? Really, boy, am I being honest with you on this fun little radio show? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I didn't know that. That is unforgivable. That's the worst crime of mankind is to break an oath and break a vow. But that was a long, long time ago, and I've been clean and sober for 26 years. What is the? Was it because of uh, chemicals that you feel like that maybe that was the cause? No, because I've been clean and sober my whole life. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You said 26 years, but it was clean and sober from that. I see. So it's 20. But so uh, no, I've been no. I'm I'm using the the cheating reference as a drug uh, metaphor. Yeah. So and on that Um, regard, though, was it just temptation? Was there trouble at home, or was it just something you just got weak? Oh, it's a bunch of personal stuff that isn't really for public consumption. Got Uh, it. uh, But being that as it may, I have uh, learned my lesson, and my wife is a saint. And she has forgiven me, and that's all that matters. We have the ultimate marriage. We have the ultimate life together. And uh, those are the kind of uh, decisions that we're all capable of. And I'm a human being, and I'm weak. You screwed up. Punk. Did you allow her a freebie? Did she get a freebie? but unlike unlike so many other people, once I admit to a terrible crime against my loved ones, I do not repeat it. Of course. And then you play stranglehold and she can't contain herself anyway. Then I take it out on her. That's exactly so right. Sexy. That's exactly right. <laughs> have you ever seen Mrs. Nugent? I have, actually. Yeah. yeah. She's very oh pretty. Oh, my God. You get a, lo- oh my lo- God. You get a great situation. Oh, my God. God, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm really good at figuring out where deer are going to go. I got tree stands and really good travel routes, and I can ambush them real good. But my ultimate talent as a as a loving predator is I, I ambush Mrs. Nugent coming out of the shower every night. <laughs> well, I go, that's, Here, that's I great. Try that. That's great. What is a healthy Here, sex let me life? Try that for you, Ted. What is a healthy sex life at your age? You're in your seventies now. What what is, what is healthy to you? Um. How many times are we looking at? We looking Unlimited. At? Really, you're you're still powering through. Seventy years old, there's no yeah. issues. You're blowing it up. Well, again, I, you know, Mrs. Nugent isn't the the public figure that I am, so we'll we'll keep that. <laughs> so, so it's a lot, is what you're saying. Nice job. I'm proud of you. That's all. That that you're, you're more heroic to more people now. Uh, before we let you go, Hallelujah. you got you got your big show Sunday night, Celebrity Theater. Uh, the music made me do it. Tour is coming to town. And it's uh, this Sunday, August 5th. Ted Nugent is going to be here. 602-267-1600 if you want to buy tickets. And, uh, Ted, of course, you've sold the show up and down. Everybody now knows what they're getting when they go to a Nugent show. Uh, but uh, Yeah, it's the best. I can guarantee you this is the best. I, it's it's out of body. What Greg and, and Jason do, every song, every night, every lick. It's my guitar tone. Oh, my God. This Gibson Birdland, I got this old Fender amp and this brand new killer Magnetone. The old grandson of the Magnetone amplifier has brought him back to life through a little custom amp. There, it is the biggest, fattest, greasiest, sexiest, rich, effervescent, spruce vocal guitar tone in the history of the world. And I'm playing stuff that God hasn't even authorized yet. <laughs> uh, it, every night is absolutely out of body. I'm going to change your psyche. There you go. Ted, before you go, what question are you tired of answering? None. I love them all. You like them all. I love talking about my music, and I love talking about the things that turn me on. They still turn me on, so uh, nothing is off limits, man. Do you think you'll just someday just say, that's enough, last show, we're done? You know, I don't, you know I, I, I'm a priority guy. Uh, I think we can all agree the greatest philosopher of all times was Dirty Harry. Of course. When he said a good man knows his limitations. 
when I wrapped up the tour last year, we did like 60-some gigs in 2017, the greatest tour of my life at the time, and we wrapped it up in Okinawa, Japan, for the U.S. Marine Corps. And I have to admit that when I was done, we kicked ass every night right to the last outrage in Okinawa. But I called my manager literally in the... I literally, you could have flushed a muskrat from the pool of sweat underneath me. I was completely worn out, and I said, 2018, six weeks, that's it. Now, we play six nights a week, sometimes more, because I have the greatest crew in the world, and we just love the music, so I can play every night. But I told him six weeks, I knew that was my limit, and I have, I have four more to do. We're in Des Moines, Iowa tonight. Then we come to Nevada on Friday, Nevada Saturday, and Phoenix on Sunday. And I guarantee that because it's the last night of the tour, 2018, <laughs> God help us all because I'm really, really good when I'm punchy. Yeah. And I'm going to be really ready to punchy go. that night. Good. And I'm meeting with all my hunting buddies. So it's going to be ridiculous, intense insanity at the Celebrity Theater. But I've already told my manager. I told him at the end of last year's tour, I can see six weeks. That's all I can see. Well, right now, right there's a a, a fawn right outside my cabin window. You got to kill that. Right oh no, it's now. a fawn. Never, it's a fawn. I'm sorry, I got excited. It's a it's a beautiful spotted fawn. Oh, there's they're twins. There's two spotted fawns right outside my cabin window at the edge of my lake, and my Labrador is is looking right at them. Ted, do you I'll feel like when you when you see that, that, do you think of future food? Well, the cuter the critter, the sweeter the meat. We all know that. Um, but we don't start killing them till October, and sure. uh, then, then they'll they be got ready. More of that that flora and fauna effervescence yeah. in their backstraps. But anyhow, my point is yeah. is that I've already told my manager, Doug Banker, my manager for forty years now. I mean, he really the music made him do it. Linda Peterson, the music makes her do it. Everybody in my life, the music really is a powerful soundtrack to our American dream. And I've already told him that next year I'm only going to tour. If I can hub with my buddy's airplane out like an hour, hour and a half from my Texas home, I can do 15, 20 gigs from there. And then an hour and a half from my Michigan cabin. Um, God, the fawns are so gorgeous. Right, right. <laughs> it's getting hungry. I'm it's like getting close hungry. to lunch. It's getting close to lunch. But anyhow, <laughs> I, I, I know my limitations, and I know the energy that I, I, I exude every night on stage takes serious health and spirit management. Yeah. I have to eat really good, and I have to sleep really good. I have to have balance. I have to have ultra-quiet fawn time in right. between the music outrage. And by balancing my life all these years, I'm able to put on the best rock outs of my life, the best concerts of my life, make the best music of my life. But a guy has to know when to shut the hell up and back down, and if I'm a master of guitar tone, I'm the master of shutting up and sitting in a tree. There you go. Well, there you go. Well, I would like you to go out and wrestle that fawn and let him know that in a couple months he's done. <laughs> well, I'm taking pictures of him, and I'm going to oh, kill beautiful. him in three months. <laughs> you need I to sign it. that picture give it to him. Ted, endlessly. By the way, I've already oh, given what? names to these two fawns. Oh, what one's are they? garlic and one's butter. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> glorious. Ted, always endlessly garlic entertaining. And butter in my backyard, baby. You never let us down. You're always, no matter which side you sit on, Ted's always entertaining. Thank you, man, and we'll see you no, Sunday. you're not having fun with me, you're weird, aren't right, you? That's gotta be, it's probably true a little bit, unless you're Eddie Vedder. You're just high. 
But I think I think when he goes home at night, he's thankful. He thanks God that there's a Ted Nugent to keep him on his toes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ted, awesome. Thank you. We'll see you Sunday. All right, guys, live it up. God bless America. Barbecue like you mean it. All right, we'll talk to you later. There you go, Ted Nugent. Brady's talking to you at the end of that barbecue yeah. like you mean it thing. Man. Celebrity theater. Hey, wind him up and you let him go. Jeez. Uh, it's just, it's, it's. I'm tired. Never ending. I giggle at all of it. I don't know what it is. It's like that uncle that won't stop at the thing and you just know people are getting pissed off. But you're like, this is great. What was the line? A muskrat? Muskrat. Out of his so armpit? much sweat yeah. that you could flush a muskrat out of his. I don't know that's what a that swamp. means. That's now that's disgusting. impressive. Well, he's covered in rodents, which is a problem. <laughs> If you can do that. Anyway, Ted Nugent, everybody, Celebrity Theater. Uh, the Music Made Me Do It tour is uh, coming to town. You might as well go see it before uh, it's too late because it's entertaining. That's for sure. Crowd and people watching, you don't beat that. It's 98 KUPD. 98 KUPD, it is, uh, yeah, it's Ted Nugent. It's endlessly entertaining. People, uh, you know, you just have to sit back and let a man like that wind up and, and run because it's, it's definitely something you don't hear every day. Inspirational. Yeah. It's it's one of those things like you know you may not agree with everything he says. Oh but yeah, he's definitely and he's willing to yeah he's willing to talk about it. He's and confident in himself sure. and his convictions, which makes it it's wrestling. I think Kevin McCabe was just in here a second ago. It's like the WWE of conversation. It's like after a little while you just have to sit back and go okay, it's the Iron Sheik. I'm gonna let him go. He's driving me nuts a little bit, but it's funny. A couple of head scratchers. Yeah, and then you know, but he's one of those guys I think that just has blind faith in everything and what he thinks. Yeah, like he said, it's he's like, locked in. You yeah. realize, you know, not everything's such so 100%. Right. It's very black and white in Ted's world. Very black and white. And I think most people feel that way. They just can't articulate the way he can. So it, it comes across. You think most people are black and white like I think that? most people are set in their beliefs. In their ways, yeah. yeah. I think they're, they're, that they're hard to sway. Uh, I think there's a lot of people who are hard to sway. Like, like I would have sure. loved to ask him, you know, he's such a Trump supporter. Yeah. Is he okay with the... The money that they he gave to the farmers, oh, which is look, socialism. Look, I can get it. Look, I yeah. can get into ten things you could ask him about the Trump thing, saying that you know, right after he says that cheating on your wife is the biggest sin. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, well then it, you, you don't want to get into that. So, All I want him to do is you can't a hundred percent be on his side, right. can you? Like, no, no, no. But I'm saying, yeah, the convictions thing. We're so polarized that people dive into their thoughts and beliefs, whether they're right or wrong or otherwise, just to be entrenched in something. It's almost a fear of missing out. That if you, well, we've also. Cr- created a society that if you waver on anything you're a pussy or you're a really? yeah oh, don't, oh is it, is it so the most american thing to do is oh, to it question would be, it would be you're right but you you have to admit we're all entrenched i mean the fringes especially are entrenched oh, in one side or the other. if you watch the news yeah, nowadays, nobody changes their mind if they teams if they you're do. on this team i'm on yep. that team i mean Absolutely. the american way if you get a guy who's like you know what i might be wrong about that i switch my position that's the worst thing you can do. Switch your position. How dare you? Look, you know what? I've changed. I've, I've, I've moved on. I've, I've made a couple of uh, assessments, and I don't agree with it anymore. And he kind of you're not allowed you know, to do said that. that about you know from his younger days the stance that he had. But oh, I could what see are you talking about? I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, he didn't change anything from uh-huh. any stances. No. Oh, he said he was dumb when he was younger. In the younger days, did a lot of stupid stuff. As far as st- Jeez, stances go. I don't remember him saying much. He's never anything. done drugs or so, yeah. drank. I didn't hear him uh, at all. Well, he drank. He was, he's been sober 26 no, years. No, no, that was from no, no, never that had drinking. Just, that was uh, he's clean, thing. straight edge. Yeah, he's he always been. sober. Uh, he said I was clean and sober from cheating on my wife. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. what he was using as a drug analogy. Yeah. It's interesting. You go back and, and get the word. I didn't hear him ever say that he felt like he was, he's changed. I think he's pretty straight arrow yeah. the way he is. No, I... I don't know. I think his his passion has changed. I mean, I, that's one question I want to ask him. When when did his the passion for uh, being American, 
you know, come about. <laughs> oh, I you're going to get an answer for when my daddy uh, was yeah, a drop yeah, in his pants. Yeah. You're going to get that long one. I wasn't but a speck in my, my dad's DNA. khakis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I didn't see. I didn't really get it. But that's what I kind of like about him. In a, in a weird way, what is endearing is the fact that he is just that. He's the. He's the. He has convictions, and that's good. Completely yeah. locked in, and he can articulate what he believes, whether you agree or not. He's. It's just. He's a rare bird. Like him or hate him, it's interesting. I don't even know where I stand on the guy. <laughs> I don't even know if I like him or hate him. I just. I, I just like listening to him talk. It's, he's an antagonist, and I love that. I think it's great. The world needs more of that. Talk about that, though. Makes you question everything. I don't everything. know. I don't no. know if the world needs more. You know why I think they do? So it creates your thought. It puts you in a position of thinking. Like when somebody's that steadfast in something, you'll sit back and you'll say to yourself, where do I stand here? When you see somebody that down one road or one line and they're they're stuck in it, do you agree or do you disagree? It and I, and I have to disagree. Venison yeah. is definitely not the best. I'm not a big fan of venison. <laughs> My dad loves it. It's actually, as far as like breaking down Probably health, good for it's it, better yeah. for you, but I don't like it. But then he's when against prepared? pot that's completely natural. Yeah, but it dulls the senses. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's nuts. I like it. Joe Rogan and him, have the, the podcast Rogan did with him is very interesting about did, the pot. Did Joe Rogan ask him about the cancer? Th- like... It's helped so For many people medicine. with cancer. He, he did, I think. He I went down that road, like like his beliefs. And Ted didn't get into like admonishing him like like that. Like he didn't say you're wrong. I don't, or I don't really. Like I that. just what I saw was basically mainly talking about uh, for recreational use yeah. and for helping people along with their day to day. You're talking more about cannabinoid properties and thing, and products like that too. As yeah, CBD oil and yep. all. That. Like yep. that's the thing. But that doesn't there's get you high. medicinal purposes. Yeah. You're not getting no, high it doesn't. No. I take that stuff all the and time. And you think he'd shoulder. be for that because exactly. it's, it's natural. more natural. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it probably is. I wouldn't. I don't know. I just like to let him loose. Anyway, let's get the hot release out of the way. Ted Nugent. Always a conversation starter, that's for sure. Uh, Sorry. No, it's we're fine. Not, we're not ready for the hot release. What? Sons of bitches. We got lost we're in a little the distracted. What's the matter with you guys? Rely on some people. What are you, high? Am I the only one in here that can get anything done? They're numb. Yeah. They're all comfortably numb. They've Basking been in the glow. Hypnotized. John. By Ted Nugent. All right, we'll get quick ones after that. It's 9.32 in the morning sickness. He took over the show. It's 98 KUPD. 98 KUPD. It's 9.44. Uh, there you go. Now are we ready? Are you boys ready to go? Quickly, the premature releases will pop out at you. I'll just cruise through Blow it. Blow through it. See what you got. We're running late. There's anyway. not a lot of good stuff out today, to Ugh. be honest with you. All right. Knock it cold. Uh, as far as video games go, we got um, uh, Iconoclast for the NS. Gets nine out of ten, so that's pretty good. Superb. Nine out of ten's really good. It is. Yeah. I don't know what that game is, but uh, Salt and Sanctuary, two D hardcore action RPG that blends the brutal signature combat of the dishwasher. A dishwasher can fight with an unforgiving world of demons and dungeons. A real dishwasher, or like a General Electric dishwasher? I don't know. Like not a Mexican guy from those those Molinos. Because I'd take him. Uh, yeah, I want maybe, to, yeah. Yeah, maybe he, that's his name. He's going to stab. Yeah, he's, he's the stabbing. dishwasher. I am. El dishwasher. Si. Uh, Hello Neighbor is a stealth horror game about breaking we into We watched that last house. week. Yeah, that we was did that last week. That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. Um, I'm interested in this El dishwasher character. That's a great superhero. I'm KitchenAid. <laughs> el dishwasher. This is a job for the dishwasher. The dead samurai? He's a samurai, too? What was it? I don't know what we're looking at there. That's pretty cool. That's the bloodiest game I've ever seen. It's called Salt and Sanctuary. <laughs> Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah, you're looking up the dishwasher. The dishwasher. 
by Dead Samurai. And I like what I'm seeing, Richard. <laughs> That's this awesome. is just a poorly drawn pencil cartoon of death. I enjoyed that. If that's a game, I want it. Salt and Sanctuary. This is... Oh, this is... It is the same thing. It is yeah. the same thing. Russia's Nintendo Switch. Switch. This is the actual trailer. We set out on the ocean to secure that peace. Failing this mission. It's kind of cool. Art. It's like that kid in school that gets F's but has the greatest yeah. notebook in the class. All the drawings are weird. All right. There's a lot of blood in that. That, wow. might, that might be worth it. That's that's pretty rare for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bloody NS game. I like it. Next. Uh, let's see. Coming out streaming in August. Since, yeah, it's August. August. Tomorrow. Uh, we got some TV shows, Once in a Lifetime sessions with Moby, Nile Rogers, Noel Gallagher, oh. and TLC. Kind of, I think it's just an interview series with yep. those bands. Running through how they built their albums. Uh, Netflix movies out. You got uh, Batman Begins on there. Clerks. Clerks is out on Netflix? Yeah, you know how they, they throw sure. stuff on and off all the time. So, it's coming back. So, there, that means there's nothing on Netflix this week if they've thrown out Clerks and Batman. Like, well, uh, throw, them some, throw them a bone. Give them something they like. They're not trying. They're trying not to screw up. Orange is the new black. That ah. just came out. I want people to binge that first. Gotcha. All right. Um, other TV shows. August fourth on Children. That doesn't sound like a good Ew. show. On what? Children. Who's this August fourth person? Yeah. On Children. I'm That's August fourth. On Children. Uh, Mr. Sunshine. Creeper. What does that mean, On Children? It's the name of the show, John. But wh why? What am I watching? What can they do? Here's the trailer. Children are pure and blameless. It's subtitled. They're unable to make the right decisions. Yeah. There's a need for strict parents to become gatekeepers. It's about uh, social pressure, parental oppression, and family dysfunction. Parental oppression? Yeah. That's yeah, part of being a parent, yeah. isn't it? No, they're trying to, like, society's making it so you can't oh. punish your kid properly. Gotcha. I like it. Except for it's all Japanese. I don't yeah, know. minor detail. It's going to be tough. I didn't realize it. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one to read. Yeah, and those kids will get perfect scores. Yeah, those kids are all there. No. What they're complaining about. Your Japanese kid's perfect. 100%er. Very good at math. Uh, as far as music goes, Mac Miller, who was uh, Ariana Grande's yeah, ex. ex, maybe he's singing about her. I don't Ooh. Know. His new album's called Swimming. I don't think we can play much and, of uh, Mac Miller. You could play the song Pete Davidson's an asshole. Uh, is that on there? No. <laughs> PDA, it's called. <laughs> Come on, man. no, it's not. Low. All right, here we go. Mac, I'm, I'm nervous about this. I don't think Mac. What's, what's the water ready? Swimming. Swimming. Yeah. A new album. Oh boy. All oh right. boy, there's a lot of readies on that All screen. Right. All right. Self care. Here we go. Here we go. Mike fell. Mike fell. Dropped it. There Lost it is. It. Not even sure if there's, the... there's like nothing for rock out, really. No. It's kind of crazy. There's nothing for music out. Travis Scott has an album. You don't want to play that either. No. Maybe. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. All 
All right. Well, Travis, this is Kylie's fella. Astro World. He's from Houston. He's a big Astro fan. <laughs> Why do you know so much about him? Because I read about Travis Scott a lot. <laughs> Mainly, what? I treat, it, I treat every article like a how-to. How do you do it? How do you do this? He's a billionaire, you know. He humped his way to a billion dollars with limited talent. And he made a baby with her? And yeah, put baby in her, so now he's tied for good. He federalized the whole situation. Did the Pretty baby impressive. pop out yet? Or Oh, yeah, it's out. Yeah, It's out. Stormy? Has she bounced back? She looks great. A little thick in the thighs, but I think that was by... Her butt's gotten... She's gotten Kardashian. She did a whole fill-up. Every song is song. I, I sing. Every song is sing. Yup. Yup. That's the thing I hate. Yup. Yup. All the stuff we do sound the same. Yup. Yup. I don't get it, man. I don't understand passion. How it's different. And finally, we got a rock band uh, called The Love Language. Mm. I know what that is. Yes, I know uh, the look of love. From uh, that was a book the ex wanted me to read. The Love Language. It, the five languages of love. <laughs> if you'd have read it, maybe we'd be together. Chapter yeah. one. That's, that's, her, that's her argument the whole time. Chapter one. Shouting. <laughs> Uh, Baby Grand is their album. They're from uh, North Carolina. The love Juice man. Box. <laughs> is this a rock band? Indie rock. One of Ted Nugent's favorites. Oh, he loves this. <laughs> They're opening for Ted. Thinking about a juice box? How about New Amsterdam? I like how all indie bands have to sound like they were recorded in Carlsbad Caverns. <laughs> More echo. Deeper. Make me sound like I've got a, a old metal trash can on my head. It's true. It's kind of weird. I get it. It's just it's that genre of music. So typical. Not interested in that one either. Boy, there you weren't kidding. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crappy. Slim pickings this week. Watch Clerks and Batman. I think that's your best option. Yikes. No good. All right. Well, there you go. Those are your hot releases. We saved you some money this week. It's 952. We got the entertainment drill coming up next. It's 98 KUPD. 98 KUPD, it's Breaking Benjamin there. We're not alone. Is uh, 2004, that album art is uh, 15 years old. We're coming up on that. My God. Uh, it's time for Brady to entertain us all. The Entertainment Drill brought to you by our friends at prestigebilliardsaz.com. Get a game room. I haven't played my big Jenga yet, but got to get that going. Got all the stuff for my game room. Everything inside that room is for play and for happy marriages. Get her over there today, Brady. Prestige Billiard. Easy. Brady, entertain me. Almost a week after her overdose, Demi Lovato is still in the hospital. Man, she's not going to be alive. Suffering yeah. extreme nausea and a high fever, which are among the possible after effects of an OD. Yeah, apparently it's pretty bad. I was reading something uh, online about uh, how people are going after her. One of her backup dancers. It was her birthday. Yeah. 
until they're blaming her, saying, "Yeah, someone had helped." Uh, oh, the helped one with a on great. Deal. She's got red hair and a great yeah, ass. Her name's like Danny or something. Yeah, I saw her picture, and she's got a great butt. And she's rubbing it up against Demi Lovato, and then she posted like, "It's not my fault." Yeah, she had a big long post yeah. about it. That's how I read the first line, and then I started staring at her butt again. You can't post a picture of you in a thong and then tell everybody how your friend overdosed and you didn't have anything to do with it. She Gump. was treated with Narcan. Well, she had it herself. That's how you do it. Narcan's the thing that gets you out of the overdose. I was watching a live PD, and they explained why that happens. Heroin basically tells your brain to tell your lungs, we don't have anything to do with each other anymore, and it's in your uh, spinal cord. Basically, it says, let's just cut it off. I'll, I'll take care of all the breathing up here in the brain, and your body's like, we don't breathe anymore. Don't worry about it. And then you just drop out. Narcan wakes that whole thing back up in like a second. It's amazing to watch. But Demi Lovato, I had read earlier, don't know how true it is, had planned on going so nuts with heroin that they all had Narcan with them, just in case. And so her friend was the one that brought her back I just, with the Narcan. Yeah. Can you... Think about having a night like that. You're like, all right, well, well let's get our stuff ready right. just in case, you know. Everybody get your Narcan. Yeah, get your Narcan because we're going to overdose and we don't want to stay that way forever. So let's we're going to hit it hard tonight. And having Narcan available just encourages you to see how far you can push because you really can't go beyond. Just in case. Yeah, yeah it's the just in case thing, but that's dangerous because hell? you're overdosing. And then it's, it's flatliners. You're basically saying, how far can I take this and bring me back if I drop? Did you see a light? That Narcan stuff's crazy. That's a love of drugs. I just don't. Yeah, it's well, I, I don't understand being completely like Ted's right about that. It's like that's comfortably numb to a level. Where I'm like, I don't understand why you even want to be here. It doesn't yeah. look fun to me. The heroin high looks really bad. The tabloids are saying uh, Matt Damon is Ben Affleck's life coach. No, Matt has advised Ben on everything from his love life to his sobriety. Even his wardrobe. Just recently that started because a few years ago, one of the pieces of advice was evidently, yeah, you should probably f the nanny. Hopefully it started after Ben bangs the nanny, right? Oh, Brady's out. They're still together, I think, him and the nanny. The nanny is still in the building. He gets, uh, Ben doesn't make any move without getting feedback from Matt. That's adorable. Um, and I guess Matt gave the approval of his giant uh, back tattoo. The Phoenix. Yeah. Which is also bad. If Matt Damon's giving you terrible advice, bang the nanny and get an, a Phoenix on your back. Shaq says he's hearing that Kobe Bryant is coming out of retirement to play with Braun Braun on the Lakers. Why? Almost 40. Yeah, but his back barely worked the last three years he played. I mean, he could still put up points, but the guy was not reliable as far as day-to-day -day play. You have three uh, 40... Plus year olds in the NBA right now. Dirk? Yep. Uh, I know Carmelo looks like he's in his 40s. Vince Carter? Vince Carter's still playing. That's right. I always forget he's still Manu playing. Ginobili. Yeah. And that just ended for Manu. He needs to stop. I think he's, uh, well, Tony Parker went to the, I don't know, Charlotte or something. That, that whole team, that, those guys, once they get into that, and they get dumped off into some wasteland. I don't know why they keep playing. A former porn star named Mia Khalifa has to get surgery. Oh, she we has, know Mia Khalifa. We know Mia Khalifa fairly well as Cub fan. <laughs> Cub because fans. a puck hit her in the boob at an yeah. NHL She loves sporting game. events. Yeah, she likes athletes. Her implant. Oh, she she got in a fight at a Dodgers game. Yep. Got booted. She's, uh, she's been the subject of many a tweet 
from the pro athletes. Wilson Contreras. Yeah, has our a catcher was, was big on her for a while. It'll get him in a few years from now when he's like, "Why were you so uh, misogynistic towards Mia Khalifa?" Like, oh no, I should have I should have tweet deleted that. It's official. Our boob blew Cena up. Wait a minute. Nikki. When when did it blow up? During a playoff game. So two months uh, ago. Said, let's give the date. Yeah, I don't know why it's. What are the odds of that? Yeah, and well, how did that not make the news the day it happened? Have you seen one? She's a Washington Capitals fan, so it happened when they're winning their first Stanley Cup. Uh, but it doesn't say. You think you'd have noticed? Like the cameras would have picked that up when the puck went into the crowd at breakneck speed and blew somebody's cans up. <laughs> you think that would have been on TV? You think that would have been something people saw? Yeah, she's a porn star. That's true. But still, look how that's pretty hot. You think the camera would have caught that? Yeah. John Cena and Nikki Bella are officially done. Oh, they broke up again? Yeah. Oh, no. So it popped right there. Yeah, it blew up at the game. She's holding it. She's holding her blown up can. And she's front rowing it. Of course she is. Yeah, come on. I'm just saying. I'm I'm not surprised by that. I'm surprised the cameras didn't see that. Hot girl hit by puck would have been replayed over and over and over. I think the one comment below was like, I wonder if that puck has boob juice on it. Of course it does. 12-year-old boy who doesn't understand boobs. Milk on the ice. She's out of porn now. Yeah. Well, she has to be. She's only got one good can. Got to get that thing reinflated, and then Whole she can get back genre, to work. new genre, John. Yeah. She's a social media person. One good can. That'll be what your search. Susan G. Komen, <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> what do you mean? Nobody wants to see that. Tie a pink ribbon around where the other one should be. <laughs> what do you mean there's a new porn for that? Probably is a fetish one, for One that. deflated, one inflated. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's a fetish. I'm sure there's something you can look up and go, I like singular mastectomies. It's like if you're into girls with big noses. It's kind of like yes. one of those weird fetishes. I think this one's a little different. Like I like a big fetish. nose. You know what I like? I like a chick who had to go through a cancer treatment, get one of them removed. No kidding. I just like big noses. I like the split snake Bigger tongue. the tumor, the hotter. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that's a choice, though. The split tongue's a choice. When a medical professional says, you've got cancer, we're going to take some of your tongue out, and that's your fetish. It's a little weird. I like a woman with one boob due to cancer. Pornhub search. To each our own, John. No, there are people I don't, uh, I don't believe should have a choice. <laughs> and once they do tell me, this is what I like, I'm like, oh, okay, we're not friends. Really? No, I'm not going to be friends with somebody Mark like... Mark Stebbings told you... Is Stebbings told me, you know what I'm into? <laughs> I'm into mastectomy ladies. Getting it on. Reverse cowgirl holding their one good can. Does your wife know? Like, huh, interesting. I hope my wife gets stage one so she can get rid of one of those cans. <laughs> yep, we're not friends anymore. What if his wife gets it and then he gains the fetish? Like, she has to... If he starts talking to me about you're, it, you're, we're not friends anymore. Come on, you got to be happy for him. Since my wife's yeah. cancer, our sex life turned around because I didn't realize how hard I was going to get over single boobs. And you're so judgmental. I am, completely. And that one's terrible. I judge that person as terrible. The cast of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy have released a letter supporting James Gunn. Yeah. They say they're not defending his jokes, but his character. They're hoping for his uh, reinstatement. Well, they could uh, make that happen real easily. Yeah, just stop saying you're not going to do it. Say you're not going to show up. I won't do the movie. 
It's yeah. just that, that thing's so ridiculous in both directions. The guy's jokes were atrocious, but they're 12 years old or however old they are, and he, it doesn't matter today. Didn't It didn't affect the first two, and this happened before those movies. Can you watch the first ones he directed and feel okay about yourself? I think so. Just, you know what? If he starts doing it now, then there's a problem. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, doesn't are, it, you get a warning, right? Yeah, well, just uh, hindsight joke police scare me to death. It's just, it's the death of, it's a humorless society, if that's the case. You don't have to like the jokes. They can be completely inappropriate. And all, it sh- all it should really be is a slap on the wrist. Like, dude, that was terrible, what you said. Oh, okay. I understand losing your job doing it while you're directing the thing. Come on. Someone put together a list of celebrities who did game shows before they were famous. There's a lot of that. Go back, yeah. In the dating game, there's um, a lot in the 60s and 70s, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Ritter, Suzanne Somers, Farrah Fawcett, Michael Jackson, Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Tom Selleck, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, he won and the dating game. he was game. dressed just like... He was Pee Wee Herman. Came straight over from the uh, Groundlings where he was doing the character. Guy just emailed over and says, John, there's nothing hotter than watching some cancer ravage an older woman. Cancer porn. He comes dressed as a tumor. Pizza man. Also malignant tumor man. Oh, it's about to happen. I'm expanding. It's about to happen. You're a creep. Metastasizing? Oh, yeah. look at me. Yeah. I'm getting bigger. I'm metastasizing all over my pizza. Metastic. And he goes and nuzzles. He does a motorboat and one boob disappears. Oh, come on. That's the point for me. I'm the creepiest mother alive. Yikes. I want that guy dead even thinking about him. Mike Shinoda told a story about... Uh, Lincoln Park once pulled a prank on Metallica while they were on stage in the middle of Master of Puppets. So we came out with picnic baskets and sandwiches, went on stage while they were playing the song, and had a picnic. The Chester was skateboarding back and forth. We were bringing out orange juice and having this little thing going on. They thought it was hysterical. Sure. Well, James Hetfield got the last laugh. Did he? Because Chester's gone. I'll show these kids someday. Yeah! You think you're funny? Yeah! <laughs> Here's a prank. Tick-tock, tick-tock, yeah! <laughs> I read an article yesterday. I did not know Enter Sandman. You know what it's about? Huh? Enter Sandman was? I, I he he said it. Well, how would that happen? Maybe earlier than that. Like, Sandman was 90, I guess. So, yeah. The, uh... James said that the inspiration lyrically was about uh, SIDS. What? Yeah. Ugh. There you find go. An article and I was reading that. I'm like, did I just read that? Is that real? I don't know. I have, I have to look up whether or not that was a crazy fake art. But, it, you know, it wasn't like over the top. It was like, yeah, it was like a, a song about like sense. dealing with crib death. I'm like, oh. And does that Sam change it for a, you now? A haunting. <laughs> yes, it does a little bit. It's. You think of a little baby? Hush, little baby, don't say it. It's from the perspective of SIDS. I'm sneaking in there and I'm going to get him. What does evil SIDS look like? uh, James Hetfield. Oh, James Hetfield? Yeah. And I I, I don't know the context in which it was said. Was he laughing? Was it like a real dark interview? Or was he like, no, that's what it's about? Lars' father was helping out. It was weird. It's a weird thing to write a song about and have a massive hit.
And then you think of the words, and you're like, yeah, no, that ties all together with SIDS. That's creepy. Uh, Let's get the hell out of here, shall we? Larry's coming up next. You guys have yourselves a great Tuesday, and we'll see you right here tomorrow morning in the morning sickness. Oh!